Do you believe in magic? In a something, something. Magic round, boys. It's about to wrap up. Uh, it's been a great weekend of uh, rugby league. Pitch is barely held up, but uh, we'll talk about that in a second. The AFL has announced officially there will be a 19th team in the coming years. Which year will, will be? Who knows just yet. But uh, Tassie will enter the competition at some stage in the coming years. NBA playoffs, conference semifinals, and every team has a win so far. IPL is uh, well and truly into the thick of it. Delhi Capitals stringing together a few wins and uh, Virat Kohli gets into a war of words with Gautam Gambier. EPL, Harland, Victor the Viking, he's broken the goal-scoring record and City look to have pretty much clinched back-to-back EPL titles. Plus a big final round, UFC 288. Our Jermaine Sterling gets a win against Henry Cejudo and the F1 Goes to Miami, bitch. <laughs> G'day. Welcome to On The Esky. This is a sports podcast. We like to chat our Aussie sports in footy and cricket, but we also have an interest in the wider world of sports. We have timestamps on the YouTube. You can skip the sports that you like. Check us out on the socials, and please do consider hitting that subscribe button. We'd like to kick off the show by shouting a beer. Shauno, our favourite sport. What do you got? Yes, and I think had to go back to it, back to the NHL. Uh, I did shout out the Seattle Kraken ooh, probably a couple of weeks ago, uh, making yep. it as a wild card into the Stanley um, Cup finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they knocked off the Avalanche in seven games, mm. Uh, mm. getting past, I think, the number one seed in their side of the bracket, um, which was uh, an impressive, impressive outing. So I decided to give shout them a beer, but I also wanted to kind of show the, a big time fumble from the Bruins here. Uh, they won 65 games this year, which I think it was the most in a long time. Mm. Um, and then they got knocked out as well uh, <laughs> in seven games too. Uh, we're losing it late in overtime to another uh, Florida team knocking out a number one seed. So, mm. yeah, the NHL is uh, rolling on. I think when I checked it before – the Kraken were in a one-all tie with yep. the Dallas Stars. Uh, game three for them is tomorrow. Uh, but, yes, Stanley Cup continues to roll on with some of the top uh, clubs getting knocked out early. You just open up that bracket again there, Monks, and then uh, let us know yep. what other teams are left. Vegas, Golden Knights take mm-hmm. on yep. Edmonton Oilers. Yep. That's What's a 1-1 one, one uh, series at the moment. What have we got here? F- uh Hurricanes, Florida Panthers uh, are in a, a leading two 0 t- against the Toronto Ma- uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Sorry, yeah. uh, and Carolina Hurricanes are two up on the New Jersey Devils. Devils. Yeah, there you That's go. Well, the NHL at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> come back to us in a few weeks where <laughs> we'll have another two seconds to talk yeah, about we'll, it. Yeah, we'll be right <laughs> the Kraken all the way into this into the Stanley Cup. Have the Kraken. I will shout a beer to Napoli. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm feeling generous to the whole <laughs> the whole city, however many million people are there. But uh, Napoli has won its first Scudetto uh, or Scudetto. Not sure. That's my Italian. <laughs> <laughs> first time since 1990, since the days of Diego Maradona, uh, Maradona even. Yep. Uh, 33 years between drinks for the uh, the Sky Blues. They have wrapped up City R with a. Uh, Underwhelming draw at Udinese. Uh, and uh, I think you were saying pre-show, Shauno, mm-hmm. that uh, it's a few different winners since uh, Juventus's domination. Uh, mm-hmm. So Napoli joining, I think, both Milans in, in 
wrapping up the whole thing uh, in in recent years. So it's a bit of a uh, bit of fun. Few different winners. Uh, it's uh, been one way traffic in the Bundesliga. So good to see City R opening up a little bit yeah. over the last few years. Enjoy a nice cold Peroni from uh, from the Esky, courtesy <laughs> of uh, of Pepe. Stupid question yep. for you, Pepe. Uh, what part of Italy does your heritage come from? It's actually not far from Napoli. Uh, so, but again, uh, look, I'm about as Italian as uh, as you two blokes are <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> in terms of my understanding of the language. But yes, it is in, it is in my blood. And uh, yeah, I think uh, the old man's old man uh, hailed from uh, just inland from from Napoli, so in the area, Campania. Mm-hmm. Let's hope they can make mm-hmm. a World Cup next time. <laughs> <laughs> Settle. <laughs> Settle. <laughs> Very good. What, about, right, uh, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, last week we obviously had the NFL draft, which we were all very keen on and we all followed very closely. This week um, we had the international players' pathway um, make their selections or their picks. Are, and I am going to shout Patrick Murtagh uh, beer this week. So former Gold Coast Suns AFL player, um, played for reserves grade Played about 27 games for... Was on the list. For the Suns uh, reserves. Uh, made it into into the NFL on the International Pathways program. Uh, got drafted through to Detroit Lions, who ran it pretty deep last season, making mm. it close to playoffs. Um, yes, yeah, so it was huge props to him. Um, we'll obviously have to go through preseason and to get a spot. Um, he will be competing with... Uh, I think the Lions had a third round... Oh, their third pick, so thirty fourth overall, was mm-hmm. a tight end Sam Laporta from yeah. Iowa. Yep. So I think he's pretty handy. He's got a few. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he he will be competing against him in tight end spot. Um, so yeah, yeah that, that was probably the interesting thing was it's uh, tight end. Like yeah, you know, a lot of the Australians, of course, go over there to be punters, especially mm-hmm. out of the mm-hmm. AFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, it was good to see. Uh, and someone try out a different sort of position there as a tight end. And I think there was eight of them in total um, and they were the West division. So the AFC West and NFC West um, got mm. – is that right? Got a chance to make selections of the eight guys coming out of the pathways. And Jordan Melanto is mm. probably the most well-known um, Australian to go through that program to get picked yep. and to, <laughs> to be making bulk cash yeah. um, as starting left tackle for uh, the um, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Has there ever been an Australian tight end in the NFL? I think this must be this must be a first. Uh, Good luck. There's, there's heaps of punters. Adam Gotsis is the defensive end, defensive and end. left tackle Manta. And then there was another defensive end from the nineties who's mm. was probably the only other NFL player before the punters went over there. I feel like um, this is the first tight end. I feel like this mm. is the first offensive skill position. Yep. yep. Well, oh, I suppose Jared Hand. But yeah, it was an RB. So mm. the, so mm. not a talented tight end, but yeah, he went over there as an RB. And Val went over there as an RB as well. Did he ever make a fifty-three man roster? No, so, but Hain did. I think he was on a he was on the Jets practice squad all year, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. Doing pretty well coming back to rugby league, mm-hmm. old, old Val Holmes. Any luck there? We, Astra- we did have one. One that mm-hmm. has been an Aussie tight end back in nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, how you got him back? Uh, Colin Scotts. Uh, uh, I've seen that bloke on mm-hmm. Super Bowl coverages back in the day on like, mm-hmm. seven uh, mate. And that. I didn't realize he was a tight end. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, his background was rugby union. Uh, played for the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. in yeah nineteen eighty seven. Played seven games, uh, and he played defensive end and tight end. Right, yeah, I th- no, I think Colin Scotts was predominantly a defensive end. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Because I was like, I know the name. I'm pretty sure he played mostly defensive end. Mm. Well, he played seven games. (laughs) Well, he's a a third-round pick, um, picked in the 70s. But I think uh, back then the draft was um, not the seven rounds it is today. It was longer, wasn't it? Yes. No, mm, yeah, you could be right. There was a period, and that was also kind of leading into their work stoppage as well, I believe. Uh, Very good. Anyways, all the best to... Yep. Pat Murtau and uh, see if he makes that 53-man uh, roster mm. come September. Yeah, That's he, it. Uh, he'll battle for him. Yeah. Mop um, of the week. Da-do, 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 Booze parade. <laughs> Boys, we don't talk a lot of Super League on this show, but uh, when the bull handler lets uh, the bull loose on the field and uh, said bull goes on a bit of a rampage, players running uh, – Kind of look more like a scene from Jackass than uh, than Super League. <laughs> but I am talking, of course, about the game between Catalan Dragons and St. Helens uh, where there was a bull, um, I don't know, was there for some sort of pre-game entertainment and the handler promotion. Handler lost uh, his handles on said bull and the bull did a few hot laps around, uh, around the park. Mm. Also... Pretty funny. The bull had a big uh, skitty on his on his on his ass. Uh, I, I think if you're a bull, you know you get away with that kind of uh, gear. But uh, yep. yeah, yeah, b- bit of spice in the in the Super League. There, check out the video if you haven't seen it. Uh, Bulls on parade <laughs> in yeah. southern France. Catalans did go on to win that game, twenty four to twelve. Ooh. Good on that, then. <laughs> you, you're looking at some famous yep. uh, animals let loose in the sporting arena. That's it. Yeah. Um, just before um, we were live, I did see that there was a possum, <laughs> a little bit different to a bull, a possum on a footy field uh, somewhere in South America. Mm. Um, but probably most most famously um, back in 2019, uh, Texas Longhorns versus Georgia um, Bulldogs. They had the, the Longhorn, the longhorn facing off against the, the Bulldog. <laughs> Don't know who's. Bright idea was that. Yeah, just, um, just get them in proximity. <laughs> <laughs> and the Longhorn was like having none of it. it Bulls yeah. on parade. Uh, yeah, and bull got, versus bull. We've got ads. So yeah. Obviously, you're going to have to skip through that. Uh, I've, I've seen it. I've definitely yeah. seen it. So uh, have to check that out. There's a few other animals as well besides the possum. We had Charles Leclerc saw a cat on, on the road, mm. a black cat, and uh, yep. he's been a, a bit unfortunate of late. So Crashing he's, out. Yeah, a bit of – uh, un- unlucky for him. So, yeah, um, bit of animal moppery uh, in the sporting world this week. A few blokes on this podcast behaving like animals in their past. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> One in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey. Oh, yeah. 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 That's it. Get one beer in me. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> there's, there's a oh, this, so we're watching the Longhorns versus the Bulldog. Yeah. yeah, he gets out of his little pen and carries like four blokes as well. Bit of fun. Yeah. Animals in sport. Check out the vid if you haven't. All right, let's talk magic round. A few big talking points coming out of magic round, although not as contentious as a few years ago where mm. everything was a was a sin bin. Well, that's probably a good point to start with because how many hip drops did we have this week? Mm, I think not one. Many. Yeah. I, there was one sin binning, mm. I think, in I can't remember. It was like the third or fourth game. It was on Saturday. Uh, actually, it was in the Warriors game. Uh, one of the Warriors mm. guys got sent off uh, for a hip drop, but that was largely it for Simbins and hip drops over Magic Round. So mm. whether the message has finally gotten through, they know kind of what they need to do. And I think it's been like you you slide down and roll into the legs is kind mm. of 
ended up being a bit of the definition for that. You do that, you're going to get set down. And um, you've seen a, probably a lot more upright tackles, mm. which has mm. kind of led to the second point here of uh, the new terminology, the driver, mm. um, having usually one of his second rows or a hooker come in and pushing the ball carrier forward while he's getting, you know, held up getting tackled. Um, mm. And uh, the the one where... Munster in the Storms game, he was hop- tackling the guy with the ball and then kind of slid off and tackled the, dr- the driver, the guy pushing from behind and got penalised um, in a bit of an uh, important penalty late in that game as well. So uh, some interesting kind of conversations. You know, you've kind of addressed something and that's allowed something else to come forward um, or rise up more in prevalence, being able to push the runner uh, and go forward uh, more. And it's uh, shown to be quite adventure like um, – advantageous and, you know, mm. uh, at advantage because uh, uh, you're getting extra metres. You're getting a good extra five, ten metres on a hit-up, which is uh, quite important, especially late in games mm. when you're trying to get into field goal positions or trying to get into late scoring positions. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see how that tracks over the next couple of weeks. The mm. other always major talking point out of any sort of uh, event at Suncorp Stadium is the playing surface where – Looking at the Matty Johns <laughs> show right now, mm. uh, they've got an interview with with Foz and it does look pretty Pete Murray'd right now. Although, look, eight games on it, is it how's it yeah. meant to hold up? Sean, yeah. your thoughts? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, I know that I definitely heard all the rumours um, that they laid a whole bunch of new turf trying to get it ready for this weekend. Um, but a lot of the turf hadn't you know taken root properly. So they were kind of expecting it to come apart. And, now, and you saw it on the Raiders game on – uh, the very first one, you, you know, those big divots getting taken out of it and mm. eight, eight games later, like it's uh, uh, definitely shown shown and taken some punishment mm. um, and uh, it kind of looks like it's had, you know, rugby scrum after rugby scrum uh, on top of it and it's been torn up, um, a bit muddy and, of course, it's been a little bit uh, dewy, of course, as we get into winter. But Suncorp's always struggled. Um, mm. They've always kind of packed in a little bit of extra sand here and there to make sure it lasts. But um it's yeah. It, it'll need a good rest um, yeah, why not? <laughs> after this yeah. one. Anything else to add? Otherwise, we'll get stuck into some games. No, yeah. Let's get stuck into some games. Raiders uh, continue their good run of form, getting a another close win. Jeez, they're they're not doing it convincingly, are they? But uh, they're they're stringing together a bunch of wins after getting toweled up by Penrith a month mm-hmm. ago, and all the. Hoo-ha with uh, Jack Whiten leaving at the end of the year and, you know, Sticky never holding back on his words, but their boys seem to be playing some pretty good footy. Yeah, they seem to be um, fired up a bit too. So they haven't lost since the announcement. So we'll see how long that lasts. Um, They haven't lost since Jared Croker's been back in the side either. Also. don't (laughs) believe. Yes, also very (laughs) true. So, um, yeah, this was an interesting game. They got out to a decent lead, kind of let the, the doggies back into the game and then managed to put it away. Um, late, uh, I guess the main news was Savage was back, played on the wing. Mm, it's pretty yeah. solid there. We'll have to see how that goes uh, going forward. But what are your um, thoughts around that? Will Savage be a winger and Chris hold the one jersey? Or? Yeah, I think Savage a little bit hard done by that he's lost that position through injury. But um, to keep that man you mentioned before, Jared Coker, in the side, you kind of have to keep Chris at fullback because mm. if you move him, he's got to play centre. And Timoko has been one of their best outside yeah, backs. Exactly. Mm. So, and you're not going to play Croker on the wing. So you, you kind of lose that. Whereas mm. if you play Savage, you can play on the wing. He's serviceable and passable in that position. 
Um, that leaves Chris and Croker in, in their preferreds at the moment. So um, uh, I think yeah, it's, it's working. They're winning. Mm. Uh, don't change up the formula. You don't need to do a Dragons and move everyone around. Uh, <laughs> we'll, so, get to, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, so, for, so for now I think it, it's, it's solid and we'll just keep rolling. Mm. The other game on Friday night was the Broncos getting back into the winner's circle, uh, convincing winners 32-6 to six over Manly. Manly were twin turbo, not triple turbo. Mm. Jakey mm. T uh, done a calf and looks very doubtful for Origin 1. Definitely Origin 1. Yep. Um, Broncos look pretty good. Yeah, and I think uh, Tommy as well was dealing with um, – uh, still his hamstring strain and he's – And he's a duck, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he's – He's, he's banged not, up. Yeah, he's, he's not. playing at like eighty percent at at mm. most at the moment, and you know mainly on the back of that um, kind of struggle. So being played through necessity, really yeah. more than anything at the yeah. moment. And then it? they had during the week they had the whole um, Fulton thing where the, <laughs> he he signed to go to the West Tigers, and then uh, she um, she oh I can't say it. Tongue tied. Sheens? No, no. Um, Smith Schuster. Not Smith Schuster. That's their name. Uh, <laughs> Josh um, Schuster. Josh Schuster. There we go. I was, I was trying to work, work it out. Josh Schuster. Um, his, his, his uh, fighting, like throwing punches in training and then potentially going to get poached, go to Wests, you know, that whole mm. conversation. You know, it's, it's a bit ruffle feathers at the moment over there at Manly for the Eagles. Hopefully they are. Uh, don't come out with some uh, jersey that they didn't consult the players <laughs> with and uh, really derail this season. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd hope that they've learnt from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's still those those rumours about, um, you know, Kyle Flanahan. Oh, my God, I'm definitely yeah. talking about <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Kyle Flanagan. Flanagan um, going to Manly, which would then free up Josh to they get moved to um, Manly. Um, to Tigers, Tigers and then, mm. you know, what is that? Because this is, this is the, 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 the domino uh, effect. Um, then if you get the Tigers, does that mean they can move Luke Brooks? If they move Luke Brooks, does that mm. mean someone else moves? And then so on and so forth. Um, you know, there's with Jack already leaving, going, Jack Whiten going to the south, so, you know, the Raiders are looking at everyone. You know, Tigers are talking about Sean Johnson as well. Like, start moving those half pizzas. There's only so many spots, and then mm-hmm. that just shifts everyone, and then you start getting the movement. Not to mention, you know, Ben Hunt. He's been killing off like he's not going. He's not going. <laughs> but uh, so if a club nicks him, then you know they need a seven in that club. Then uh, again, we might see some halves dom- um, dominoes uh, in the off season. So from uh, Manly losing to the Brisbane Broncos, we've got to Ben Hunt leaving the Dragons. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's all Dragons. Every, every single game this week, Sean's going to connect back to the Dragons. <laughs> oh, all right. Who's up next? Where, where, <laughs> how am I going to do this? Uh, welcome, Shubham uh, Rathod. We will talk cricket in just a minute. Uh, obviously, we think uh, Australia will win the World Test Championships final. <laughs> you can hang around for that one. Uh, the Brizzy Broncos... 20,000 points milestone on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly, they're the quickest team mm-hmm. to ever do that, uh, about 22 points a game. Uh, and the second quickest team to ever do that, the Canberra Raiders. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bronx, well, uh, well, I'm going to talk about South in, in a minute. Uh, obviously, a bit of a setback last week for Brisbane getting getting towed up by South. Yeah. We're still kind of viewing them as a, as a premiership hopeful at yeah, the top I, of the I, table. I think they're a top four squad, but I – um, I think Souths look just unstoppable at this moment. Mm. You know, on the other side of Origin period, we can re re reflect and see how they've gone and see who's healthy at that kind of after all that. 
But at the moment, yeah, South just looks so dominant. Why don't we roll mm. straight into that South chat? Mm. It was the the late game last night. Uh, pretty mm. dominant performance over the Melbourne Storm. Mm-hmm. Alex Johnson's two hundredth. Uh, he scored a double. Um, look, the last three weeks they've beaten Storm, Broncos, Panthers. Yeah. So yeah. having that on your resume, you you I wouldn't look at you sideways if you said to me that South are out and out the best team in the competition right now. Yeah, oh, by far. 100%. Look at that. You look at the back line they've got. Um, the fact that adding Jack White to it is yeah, it's ridiculous. Rude, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, they've got a good forward pack. Um, you know, nine and seven are, uh, are doing great jobs for them. And um, yeah, they've got some of the top try scorers <laughs> across across all the spots. So, yeah, have you uh, seen that? So I think Campbell, if you wouldn't mind yeah. bringing it up, I think Campbell Graham leads it. But yeah. then Trell and Cody, Cody have scored heaps. Yeah. And and Johnson's actually, I think he's only got about five. Because they're nicking all his tries, bro. They're not, yeah. not swinging <laughs> out his way. Not, not needing to get out to yeah, the wing, exactly. is it? They're, they're exactly. covering him up through the middle. Uh, well, he did get two in this one. And mm. he's uh, he has had a pretty quiet season so far. D has um, gone to 171 total, which has him five behind Brett Morris, nine behind Beaver Menzies. So you'd imagine probably, uh, barring injury, overtakes both of those blokes this year. Yep, Mm. definitely should. So Graham at one, Latrell at eight, and then Walker was 14. I did actually look at this and tried to find Alex Johnson the other day, and he's, he's a long way down. Yeah, he he, with his double, he's moved back up. Like Has missed got, a couple games. Yeah, he's only yeah. got five. Oh, he's only missed one, actually. He's only got five so far this year. Five tries, and he's got that's unders. Yeah, <laughs> big, big time unders for him. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you set the bar high, I guess. <laughs> Panthers uh, get back in the winner's circles after dropping that game to West Tigers. That was a before. very wet game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, reasonably wet. I actually didn't see much of this. Uh, I know James Fisher-Harris Fisher, was back for the, the Penny Panthers. And uh, the maybe the biggest talking point from from Saturday in general was uh, the Dolphins' upset win over the Sharks. Yeah, it's the Finns, mm. not the Finns, um, getting uh, the best of the two. And, mm. yeah, they look dominant. What was it, 30 nothing and a half time? Um, they've just put them... Went out there and put him a sword. It was uh, Wayne Bennett's 900th, I believe, too. Yep. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah, which is also crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I said it to you when we, we showed up today. It's like, you know, you, you've been a bit uh, pessimistic. I've been very optimistic on the horse for well, – on the on the fin, I guess. For the Dolphins <laughs> to, to make finals, be top eight squad. Do you, do you think they uh, uh, kind of – with what you've seen across all the teams, do you think they are a top eight squad? They're definitely playing like it when they go off and, you know. Number two, knock and, them off like there's nothing. And they're scoring points at will. Yeah. So yeah. defensively some games you think, oh, they could do a bit better, you know, losing that one mm-hmm. to to the Raiders in Wagga last week where they, where they conceded 31 in, in the wet. But, yeah, the scoring points for them is definitely not an issue. No. no. Uh, and uh, you just sprinkle on uh, occasional Wayne Bennett magic when he needs to and mm. – um, when the games matter, they'll definitely win uh, a fair few of them. That's it. I mean, and they're still probably just building as a team. Like they can only get better from here as well. Mm. Um, obviously being the first season and how many rounds into the season already. Um, well, yeah. like We haven't even hit the halfway point yet. So. Yeah. They can – you'd think they can only improve from here in terms of chemistry and um, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. playmaking ability across the team. So as they figure, each, figure out each other. Um, yeah. Definitely agree. 
who's nearly a shout of beer worthy, uh, but Val Tefare. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a fade with the <laughs> Maori pronunciation. Twenty-two-year-old <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, union convert uh, playing in the centres uh, had two tries on debut. He's a big, yeah, big. Say, unit. Have you seen the seen the size? Oh <laughs> my goodness! <laughs> Stuff tackling that bloke. Uh, well, he's, did you see his first try? He broke three tackles um, yeah. from twenty out and scored. So he looks like an unreal talent. He hadn't played rugby league at all before the Dolphins signed him and yeah. just said, well, you can't teach well, someone to be that big. So yeah. <laughs> He's a bit of a cult hero up there. So, mm. um, yeah, he just scored double on debut. Um, there he is. Uh, it was pretty, pretty impressive. Plus look, he's a good defensive tackle. Yes, yeah, awesome blokes. Do you reckon he looks too chunky? He's kind of like like Talakai kind of build. Yeah, he is. He's, he, yeah. I think he might even be slightly bigger than Talakai. So, mm. He's a um, thick boy. So this is dry. One, he's got good footwork two, three, for and then carries. Look at that. Yeah, just, he's got good, good footwork for for a big big bopper, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, and you know that try there was his first was over Matt Moreland. So you know running at, at a, a half. Um, mm. That's yeah, that's what you worry about when you got a big man. That's almost. Uh, you know, nugget front row or size. Oh, I think <laughs> a bit of movement. I think he's 108 kgs. Yeah, that's yeah. Our front rowers are you run around usually yeah. between that 110 and 120. So he's pretty close to it. Yeah, um, with a bit of footwork. Yeah, that's not what you want running at year six or seven. Keep it uh, the name in mind, mm-hmm. uh, and and maybe New Zealand fans as well for you know him him making a Kiwi debut. Uh, you, you'd think uh, if he avoids injury, that's definitely on the cards. Mm, definitely. Right, oh, Sean. Uh, Favorite time of the week when the dragons lose. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for you, boys. No, you don't. Uh, so. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been, You've been sticking it to us. So stick the boot in. Stick <laughs> yeah. the boot in. Lo- this is five games in a row that the dragons have lost uh, by a try. It's or been a great month. Less. Zach Lomax getting dropped. Probably the big story coming into the game. Yes. Uh, the move, the mm-hmm. move player movements. They well, the change of positions. I did, I did turn this on to confirm mm. if Ben Hunt did play a fair bit of hooker, and he did. Mm. So, did. Yep. Um, so there was, you know, that as well. Um, against the Tigers, who were the worst team in the league, who have now won two in a row. So maybe they've also met Penrith, bro. So they're pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cap it, yeah. They're pretty good team now. Um, it's, you know, well, two weeks in a row they have lost to the teams that were below them essentially. Yeah, um, last week. Yeah, yeah and uh, the Dragons, you know, points-wise will be sharing that last position at the moment. Um, you know, points for and against is better for them, of course, because mm. they've been losing these yep. close games. Um, but we've been saying where when's Hook's job going to be up? And I think he's done. Like, I think it could be tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Um, we can check the Twitter in a minute to see if there's anything tonight. But, yeah, I think, uh, um, you know, Mad Monday, the the, the firings on will, will happen tomorrow and then they'll, we'll have to see what the Dragons look like going forward. But um, today's game, like they – I'd be interested to get your points on it. From what I saw, it was like they, they were trying some things. Some stuff was not working. Um, I think they probably should have scored and taken a, a lead on that game. I think, yeah. again, they relied on Ben Hunt to have some magic, uh, which he did with the soccer kick forward to, mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, put them in a position to win. Um, but I think his comments post-match probably hit the nail on the head is we just played dumb football. And I think that, um, that you know, I'm going to call a bomb try where it's gone out to – what's the Santa's name? Um, uh, Suli. Suli. Went out to Suli. He's got two options inside and one outside him. He's one-on-one. Um, and, he's, and he decides to cut it back – infield towards the goalposts where all the Tigers' defence is sliding across. 
it just it just seemed mm. like it was, you know, the wrong, you know, a dumb decision in the, in the fact, you know, big boy as well. Mm. One-on-one, you take the 50-50 or just draw and pass, bro. That's all you need to draw, all you need to do. Mm. Um, give it to your winger and put him over and uh, they take the lead. Um, so I think, yeah, some of those comments from Ben Hunt kind of showed us showed, yeah, that maybe we weren't playing our best football, you know, maybe too greedy, playing a bit dumb. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why they lose by two points to the Dragons, no, to, the, to the Tigers. <laughs> Discipline's been a been a big issue, but you're right. It's it's outside of Ben Hunt who is going to score. And defensively, mm. they've been they've been good. Like yeah, they're not solid. They're right. not bleeding a lot of points. It hasn't been the fifty burger that we thought, which would put you know hook hook done. Um, uh, they have been competitive. To, you go back to Anzac Day. Like that was a fucking gritty performance. Mm-hmm. And and we yeah. said, oh, if they get belted on Anzac Day, well, maybe that's maybe that's Hook's time. But they're just they. They just can't – they don't have that that ability to get themselves over the line at the moment. Yeah. And and a lot of that is being too one-dimensional in attack mm-hmm. with Benny Hunt and then, you know, having these errors and, and defensive lapses um, that are that are costing him. And and we spoke last week about how the Tigers got the job done against the Panthers because they completed it at such a high percentage. Yeah. Tigers completed it at 90% again today. Mm-hmm. So they're just doing the little things right. Yeah, and, mm, I agree. And on paper, that that Tigers team, you know, yeah, okay, they they they've got a few names. Like yeah, they lost. Like they, they, John they, Bateman was ruled out before the four minutes before the game started. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. On paper, yeah, maybe they can get the win against the Dragons. Sure, but on paper, that team should never ever be beating Penrith. But mm. it, it's if mm. if you're executing and doing the little things right, that's what that's yeah. that's all they've done, and and it's what the Dragons aren't doing. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm. Like any of those. Sides that are in the bottom eight, you know, you, you go from playing expensive, you know, low percentage football, play high percentage football, keep mm. your games close in a, in them, so you have a sniff mm. to be able yep. to steal them. That's that's essentially what we said the game plan for the Dolphins should be this year: yeah. is to play, yeah. you know, high percentage football, good quality team ball, stay close in games, so you have chances to be able to sneak some and get wins. And they've mm. kind of gone the opposite and playing this free flowing, <laughs> yeah. high, high scoring. Like. Yeah, well, I think it's on the back of the fact they're doing really lots of good work, so yeah. they get themselves in a position to be able to have those attempts. Whereas I think mm. the Dragons kind of really lack that, and then when they get into those positions, they lack the, the I guess, the creative flair to be able to score, um, or they're just so yep. reliant on Ben Hunt to, you know, pull it all off for them that mm-hmm. they uh, really, really struggle to um, actually get over the line. Yeah. I want to go quickly back to Lomax as well. Mm-hmm. His goal kicking has been down this year. Defensively, he's nowhere near where he should have should really be. Yeah. However, Hook did move him from switch the like yeah from, from sides. Side yeah. Well, side. I, th- I think yep. that was I, like that I don't know if it's a message kind of thing, but like I I I was surprised that he got dropped. Yeah, given that mm. I I watch him week in week out, and yes, he's probably not playing to his potential. I think his error rate's been really high as well. It has been, and yeah. I, I go back to the, you know the high percentage play. He's I don't want to give him the BJ Leilua comparison, but you know yeah. as a guy that you know busts through the line and then throws a <laughs> tries to throw a flick pass every yeah. time he does, yeah. Yeah. Um, which you know they those are your low percentage. So yes, you might have a year where you you know you hit blackjack every time and you're getting those and they're pulling mm. off, yeah. you're sending the points. But then you get those years where you just your luck's not there and it just mm. runs and flows into error after error. Mm. Um, which really sets your side back. So, yeah, maybe was, again that message, you, as you're saying, send it as let's 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 be more focused and more complete football. Mm. 
take it from there and then hopefully put a, again, get ourselves into positions to potentially win games, which they were for this one. Mm. Um, but they just couldn't yep. get the final final result. So, um, yeah, I, I think that was really really the reasons for um, Zach Lomax to get dropped. Mm. Um, I think the, the reason he was put on left centre was that was a mutual, I think, between the centres kind of making that decision mm. uh, as well um, for more for beneficial for his um, running mate. So, mm. yeah. Where to for, for think, the Dragons? Oh, go, Jimmy. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think Lomax and I suppose his um, – Lack of growth in the NRL, can you attribute that to to Hook and his mentorship as the coach, or like because he's a great player? Like I, I read an article during the week that um, him and Campbell Graham yeah. were both. I'm glad you brought yeah. this up. Yeah. Like they were both. In Did the same KT team. write this? I think so. I mean, I'm on it's Fox Sport right now. It's actually a pretty good right point. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good point. Um, yeah, so they they played uh, junior footy together, mm-hmm. made Aussie uh, kangaroo squad together, mm-hmm. and then into the NRL. Graham obviously goes to Rabbitohs. Lomax goes to um, Dragons. Lomax was the better prospect leading to the NRL. T- two years accounts. ago, the the chat about th- of Campbell Graham versus Zach Lomax to play Origin, yeah. everyone would have said Zach Lomax. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then and and now you're like, if Freddie doesn't pick Campbell Graham, he's like mm. he's got rocks for it. Like Campbell Graham is the best center in the. NRL at yeah. the moment. Yeah, uh, I yeah, yeah. agree. But uh, it's, it's like what, it's probably a product, product of two things, the teams. Yeah. Like if you put to both yeah. lists in front of you, mm. outside of Ben Hunt, are you picking anyone else from the Dragons over South's team? Probably not. There's going to be someone. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many international players for the Dragons. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Jack Bird's been playing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to pick him over, say, Murray. Yeah, Murray. Well, he's, he's playing in the background, so it's Murray and, and Kalama Tangi. Yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> we are talking about very different teams, respect. So there's yeah, a lot more are. opportunities playing outside Cody Walker and yeah. having Latrell uh, floating off your back like that. <laughs> that, that. That very much helps with seeing the ball running around. Ball's up, right? Look at this shit staying on his butt. Paul, Paul, lady, as the handler getting. Taken from a ride. Mm. Um, I say I think think that's one caveat. Of course, like of course that's maybe going to stunt his growth. Um, you think mm. of uh, you know all those teams that have had good quality players that like, go to them and then um, end up being nothing. Um, you know, uh, you know, think of like Brooks at, at Tigerland. Like he was meant to be the next Andrew yeah. Johns um, for the last ten years, mm. and it just never happened. Uh, that's probably more a product of. The, the team he's playing with mm. and then coaching second. Like uh, I think it's no no secret the hook play, you know, coaches are very not restrictive but go back to what I said, but high percentage play, um, not a lot of passes. I think my favourite stat from last year was Tarek Sims had a single pass um, all season. So – Yeah. Um, what, he threw one pass? Yes. <laughs> all he did was hit ups. So – Is that uh, is that real – Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but that's the thing. Statistically, they're, they're not an expensive team. They mm. are a team that mm. focuses on their hit ups, gets their kicks, mm. um, and you know, yep. doesn't chance their hand too much. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's the style of brand of 40 he coaches. Mm. So, yeah, that also plays into it a little bit. And, you know, they've been doing that for three, four years. So they've kind of forgotten how to score points. Mm. Um, and it feels yeah. like that a little bit. So, yeah, both those things. Yeah, probably we're almost guaranteed. I think Hook will be gone this week. Um, mm. There'll be new new ideas, new blood there, and then they'll have to probably turn a fair bit of the roster over. Um, so their biggest thing is they got got to keep Ben Hunt somehow. Mm. Uh, I think yep. he probably wants to stay, but then also doesn't want to be part of a full rebuild. And he's also said that 
he wants to play under Hook. Yeah. 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 I don't think Hook's going to get another starting gig as a head coach anytime soon. Um, but there are big plenty of places that would happily have him play seven or nine for him. Well, yeah. Mm. Anyways, let's uh, talk about the, the Chooks losing. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah that's... But, but you're right. It's it's. We, we, we've spoken about it all year and – Do you think uh, they'll, they'll make their gentleman's 12th? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's written them off. <laughs> like, nothing – look the, – There's nothing to be excited about, which nah, I think is the issue. Because, yeah. you like, you want to get excited about Salome, but he's already kind of been in the papers for one now to the club. So mm. you, you think how long he's going to be there. Uh, again, another guy that might be dependent on who they bring in, who mm. whether they want to keep him or not. Um, but yeah, that's – that's going to be the challenge. Mm. Well, I had to go back to it, but if Hook does get the cut, does that mean some of those players that might have wanted out stay? Again, it probably depends who they bring in. It depends if, who they bring in. If they, um, yeah, they might bring in someone that they just don't gel with, or like take Ben Hunt for example, doesn't want to doesn't want yeah. to play under, then he'll take his services elsewhere. He'll go to Long Beach. <laughs> um, so, it, I don't think that's the right uh, quote. Yeah, I'm taking my talents to Long Beach. That's that's the LeBron James one. Uh, South Beach. South Beach. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Long Beach is New, New York, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> too, too much Snoop Dogg. <laughs> 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 I, anyways, yeah. uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think I think Hook's probably he may have coached his last game. So, what do you think, uh, uh, ex Penrith assistant? Because there's a few of them going around doing solo jobs. A lot of ex Dragons players that have been. I think that's the thro- yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the main one they're thinking of is an ex Dragon um, player that's been assisted elsewhere. Uh, see how they uh, whether they want that role. I'll um, have Young Hornby Riles, one of those players. Exactly. Yep. Um, time will tell. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the Chooks losing. <laughs> 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 it's a bit of a big loss for them. The Cowboys have been struggling. It's hard yeah. this year in terms of tipping, punting, <laughs> tr- trying to, you know, sound smart talking yeah. about rugby league because mm. it's, it's, it's so unpredictable. Yeah. We, know, we, we know Cowboys can play good football based mm. on last year. They've just been so unders, um, you know, since the start of the season. That, yeah, we wouldn't have thought Roosters would be able to beat them. But Maybe it's a bit of that orange um, origin, not orange, the origin uh, <laughs> flavour coming, kind of kicking in. Some of these guys are being like, oh, I'm, you know, potentially going to miss out on a spot, you know, start playing a little bit better. Uh, there was a lot of criticism on Townsend um, during the week that he's, you know, been invisible essentially in the Cowboys squad. Um, looking at that, his stats looks like yeah. he's uh, look good today. Yeah, up to up to his game a bit. Um, so you know, maybe that some of that's starting to hit home. Mm. On the same side, though, there's plenty of Origin talent that could be playing uh, playing for Roosters that uh, should be firing at this point time of the year as well. Mm. Ruben Cotter played out of his skin. I actually didn't see any of this, did you? No, no. I didn't see any today. No. It's a bit wet today. Kids yeah. Inside, et cetera, et cetera. Was Plus raining. Um, I don't know. Do you think people are, or players are playing – Better now because they're missing out on the origin spot. Like you'd think they'd be playing pretty hard every week. Yeah, I think it'd be a good, good little bit of extra motivation to, to get you up and about. Yeah, like you're trying to mm. cement a spot or say to take uh, Angus Crichton there. That he hasn't played a lot, so you know mm. putting mm. good film out there that he's doing well. Or like 
put put you know some of those questions in Freddie's head about who he's going to select. Crichton was unreal today. As yeah. Well, so well, I think like Cotter there is top on the top mm. on the stat sheet. Um, uh, is one was one of those guys that potentially was going to miss a spot mm. uh, for Queensland because uh, there's a lot of um, good second rows going around at the moment. Mm. So you know, yes, it adds extra motivation. But um, the Cowboys get an upset win there against the Roosters is a little bit surprise. Um, there was a little bit of yeah. chat about Sam Walker during the week. Um, mm. He was going to play in their um, cup side and then uh, was pulled last minute. Um, so he didn't play this week. So you know, he was in the media as well saying that, you know, him and Cooper's cronk, uh, um, that is, uh, their relationship's good enough. Uh, like it's, you know, there's nothing there. That's just media beat up. But who knows? Mm. It's a bit of smoke maybe. It's a bit of fire too. Yep. Uh, Roosters did shoot themselves in the foot though. 17 errors to 11 for the Cowboys. So Yeah, you don't win many footy games when you make 17 errors. No, that's it. So, yeah, probably the rain just got to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Slippery ball. Yeah, bad running track for them. Mm. And then we saw the Titans beat Eels just a minute ago. So did anyone yeah. tip over four this week? Or? Well, good question, good question. I mean, we all pretty much tipped exactly the same teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, you probably went the Dragons full with me. I got five. No, I got five? Yeah. That's all I, right. I couldn't go on the dra- get on the Dragons. Uh, I know why, because I picked the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was <laughs> You got five too. Yeah, well, the first one doesn't count. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. All right. Uh, Knights miss out on yeah. Magic Round, the, the first team to yeah. ever miss out on a Magic Round. That uh, doesn't seem like they missed out. They got a free trip out of it. Oh, that's right. They went to Bali. Bali. <laughs> <laughs> they had a great uh, time. Geez. They had a great weekend. The dinosaurs getting stuck into them for going on a holiday on a buy round. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, probably, well, probably good, good for them. Yeah, good well, team exactly. Bonding, a lot of them were saying, oh, yeah, a lot of them should have said, oh, they should be back training. And then he's like, you get watching the film, get stuck in. But on the other side, they probably need a bit of R and R and get the boys together. Yeah, um, mm. you know, a bit of a bit of that uh, camaraderie. Mm. Um, you know, sinking beers and uh, having shit chat and Maybe try some the beach the sprints or something. Yeah, like yeah exactly. <laughs> Nothing like a few defensive drills after a big night at Sky Garden. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a bit, a bit of that. It? I think. Run at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Run it straight. Run seven yak yeah, yeah. version. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, that can only you'd think be good for the boys. It dep- again, it really depends. Um, depends on their culture of their team and what they need, um, and that might be exactly what they need to kind of right the ship a little bit. Mm. Either that, or they'll go on a four-game losing streak. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's rugby league, I think. Unless Cook Hook's been sacked in the last. I think so. Uh, I haven't seen anything. No, there's, there's nothing yet. I think that'll be tomorrow morning's uh, big news story, unfortunately. Quite possibly. All right. Before you get in the AFL, Jimmy, can you turn all the lights on? No. (laughs) (laughs) The big news from the week, boys. Uh, It has been confirmed that a Tassie team will get the 19th licence. in the AFL now, which year will it be? 2028, isn't is, it? Is the chat, however, it might be sooner. They're, they're trying very difficult. Mm. Uh, very difficult. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying their, their best to get this uh, fast-tracked. A lot of it might come down to this stadium. Uh, the federal, well, the, the federal sta- government's going to chip in as well. Yes, yeah, so the, the stadium's not meant to be completed until 2026 okay. officially. Um 
But again, if they can get all the shit sorted out and break ground sooner than later, then mm. uh, maybe they fast track that. But it's it's largely the team joining the AFL is dependent on them having the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if uh, you know, maybe they need um, uh, some of those Saudi um, contractors to come out here and, <laughs> and knock it up real quick, <laughs> <laughs> like they did for the World Cup. Um, uh, oh, that was Qatari, bro. Yes, yeah, yeah Qatar, yes. They're um, different. <laughs> yes. No, right, 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 right. <laughs> Don't kill us. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, any th- if the building industry in Australia has been struggling, for those who don't really know. Um, yeah. So uh, it might be a little bit of a, a challenge to get this knocked up real quick um, uh, for, say, a season start in 2025. So that's only two years away. So, yeah. I think that's doubtful. 2026, I think, is more likely. Um, that's still plenty of time to put together a team as well. Like mm. Three years to mm. put a, put together a list, um, sign some blokes. Uh, it looks like they'll get a lot of um, preferral treatment with draft picks and mm. um, father-son mm. rules for Tassie. So mm-hmm. that what I thought was an interesting one. So if your old man played for okay. Tasmania at all and came across, um, you can do father-son to play for Tasmania. So if you're an old man you're right. and your brother who's the same person. <laughs> <laughs> so, I could, sorry, sorry, Tazzy. It's easy. It's easy. It's just a lay, that was just a layup, yeah. dude. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that leads into our chat about what do we name this team? <laughs> well, not the inbreds. <laughs> the so, convicts. Little, little the, too obvious. So the Tazzy Devils yes. is subject to Warner Brothers releasing the name. Is that? Is there any truth behind that? Uh, so my understanding is the Tasmanian Devils in Tasmania have the non-commercial IP for it, so through mm. IP Australia, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but the um, cartoon version with the Tasmanian Devil and the commercial license is owned by Warner Bros. Right. Um, so, so that's why if the team as now a commercial entity, not like a VFL side, mm. uh, wants to mm. use that name, they'd have to do a deal with Warner Bros. Mm. Um, so I've actually seen that, you know, the, the joke's been uh, maybe they do what the Dolphins did and be the Devils. The- uh, because that drops the Tasmanian bit, which wouldn't impede on that um, uh, licensing. But then there's a certain maybe Demons uh, squad that might want uh, that name not too similar to them. The Devils. Yes. Um, uh, and, uh, of course, I've seen the jokes about uh, maybe a good uh, prison bar type jersey would look sure. good for the Tasmania. So, uh, anyway, the Islanders was thrown out, Tasmanian Islanders, which I, I think yeah, is a bit of a shit name. So. I think I feel like it has to be Devils. Like the, there's nothing else better. You've got a few there, don't you? I just threw Jimmy. Uh, or is that that's no, mostly all Devils? Mostly all, yeah, mostly all Devils. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Like the only other logical choice you'd probably think is also the Tigers. But you can't have two. You can't have Tigers. Like yeah. What about the Tasmania um, thylacines? <laughs> <laughs> really slides off the tongue, doesn't it? It does. It does. Sound like um, I've got a lisp and <laughs> say it correctly. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. Again, it would be depending on the legal laws because mm. um, it's Tasmanian devil that is mm. trademarked. The Tasmanian oh, devil. So, so it. But it's still pretty close. It's like having saying opening a there's McDonald's and you open McDonald. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's well allowed. Coming, oh, coming to America, to America. <laughs> yeah, McDowell's. Is it McDowell's? Yeah, yeah McDowell's. Exactly. Um, so they could say, yeah, it's a parody. Um, that's why they get away with it. Um, parody usually allows yeah. you to get through some of those legal laws, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've 
It'll be a, a bit of a challenge there for an actual name. So, yes, they've announced there's a club but no actual name for what yeah. the club will be. What's the fairy called? Spirit of Australia? Just meaning spirits? <laughs> so spirits. spirits of Australia. I think that's yeah. a netball team though, isn't it? Maybe. Oh, they might I be don't spirit. Know. Yeah. You're probably right there. I mean, they named the basketball team the Jack Jumpers, so. Yeah, it could be, this really <laughs> could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be something really left field. It's going to be something real left field. Does that have yeah. to be Tasmania? Could it be Hobart something? Yeah. Well, hurricanes was there. It was already stolen and there's not a lot of hurricanes in there. From, from what I've heard, it will be Tasmania. They're trying to okay. encompass the whole whole the, state. The and, and, mm. Yeah, and, and also use Launceston and, and you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, Give the people of northern Tasmania a... Yeah, move it a little bit. Exactly. Mm. So we're now odd numbers. Um, both leagues, of course, now mm. are in odd mm. numbers. Where do you think the, the 20th team comes from, from the... Uh, it's probably the big difference, the national competition. Mm. Um, if you think national, what, what options does that lead to for this 20, 20th team in the AFL to equal it up? Because I think Gil's already said it makes too much sense to have a... Even even number of teams. Surely. A, it's no good. I don't like buys. I don't like odd numbers. It's no good. I've got a little bit of OCD in my head. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> the natural progression would be 220, expansion, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Darwin, Northern Territory, the yeah. AFL's well, wet dream. Again, if we're talking a national sport and then we look at the nation that is Australia and put the darts of where the current teams are, there's a few places that are a bit empty and Northern Territory is one of them. Mm. Um, they do play a fair bit of AFL up that way as Love well. It. Yeah. Uh, of course, I think the biggest issue is population. So the entirety mm. of the Northern Territory is, is quarter of a million people, of which about half is in Darwin. Mm-hmm. So if you were to build a stadium uh, like has been proposed, you know, 25,000 people, that means one in five people in Darwin need to be in the stadium to, every week. to sell <laughs> well, it Every out. second week. So. Yeah, so you'd think maybe not enough people. Mm. Um, but the pros, you know, Indigenous heartland, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. Aussie rules players mm-hmm. come from the territory, have, have a really good strong competition themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I This is something as well. I want to run past you. You you, you kind of raised the idea of North Queensland yeah. perhaps. I said Townsville and you guys were like, no, no, no. But I, I, I meant North Queensland because I was uh, comparing it, of course, to the rugby league and thinking of, you know, where's mm. where's rugby league and where's AFL not and then the difference of, like, again, where the darts, what's missing. Northern Queensland, of course, is a spot that's very what about What about a northern team that's that Ooh. splits games between Darwin and Townsville, Townsville Cairns? Alice Springs. Not a bad idea, actually. I, I don't mind that because, again, uh, heavily Indigenous populations up there. There's a lot of guys that love to play mm. uh, both sports um, and play their AFL. Um, I don't see why not. Uh, Townsville, they'd probably have to build another stadium because the big stadium they got up there is very rectangle. So yes. um, that limits them a little bit. Um, but I think we've got to stay away from South Queensland. That's kind of full with full of the AFL teams. You don't need to know, the, add another one. The Suns haven't really taken off in terms of uh, membership. And, and that's also an interesting point when we talk about expansion. The last two expansion teams, mm-hmm. yes, they've held their own, but in terms of membership and and like ongoing success, probably a little bit lacklustre. Yeah, well, Suns, you know, with all the support they got to get that club kicked off, really haven't returned on that investment. Mm. 
uh, GWS did make a final, um, got hammered. Uh, um, but, you know, their membership base is kind of strong. But that, I guess let's use that as a segue. Uh, Canberra, another option. We do have the Theatre Dreams. They play games there. Uh, we have, you know, I, I think by the time this comes out, we'll be half a million population. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a population that is growing pretty well uh, in Canberra. Do have a good base of um, potential players to pick from. Um playing in this area big problem of course is we share the membership at the moment with the giants um and that's kind of how they keep their membership numbers up mm. is they sold greater west of sydney as a potential club to get behind for Canberrans. it's a giant problem if you will uh <laughs> the monica oval games are getting better oh. attendances than the than the western sydney games yeah so mm. there's there is that issue um also the the code clash here, mm-hmm. you know, rugby league, rugby union, both quite big. There's going to be an A league team coming mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. into Canberra, but you could say the same for Brisbane and Sydney and and Melbourne. Of like there's the the thing is they have uh, what Brisbane and Sydney five yeah extra to, let's, to let's ten let's, times more people. Let's just add an extra digit. They're, they're, they've got an extra <laughs> extra figure, um, which yeah does does help with the support of those those various teams. So. Uh, I do understand that because, um, yeah, if we picked a Canberra team, uh, Canberra would get behind it, but it would probably kill off maybe half of the membership for for, for GWS. And so. I, th- I think that's the main mm. problem. I don't mm. think it's so much a Canberra problem. I think it's the AFL has invested heavily in Canberra being this second home for the Giants and yeah. it, it probably doesn't bode too well mm. uh, given that investment. Yeah. Uh, let's rule out the quick one. If we do the comparisons to rugby league, they do have New Zealand teams. Uh, New Zealand barely plays rugby league as it is. I don't think they're going to play that much AFL. Um, and, you know, we play very much – rugby league plays very much a second field to union in that country anyway. So I don't think uh, expansion to New Zealand any time in the near future. Um, so let's rule New Zealand out completely. Um, then I guess it leaves mm. – uh, do you stay within um, – uh, you know, your current kind of markets and capitalize on them. So the other two being Perth and Victoria, but do you go more rural Victoria? Um, not quite like Geelong, but more, you know, go out that way, go west a bit more and you end up in Ballarat and Bendigo as a potential team for Vic Rural. That was my idea based on interest and, and talent. Oh, talent, if, yeah. That message that I sent through, I did a little bit of research during the week of uh, AFL players to come out of rural Vic mm-hmm. would would win the comp. comp easy. Like like <laughs> like if if you went through the the problem again it's it goes back to that Darwin problem of do you have enough people? Yeah. Bendigo and Ballarat together is like a, a, a quarter of a million people. You'd, probably, you'd get some of the rural guys mm. travelling for some of those games as well. Like they get behind the club but But same thing, what do you do? Do you build yeah. a build a big stadium where again a quarter of the town's gonna be in yeah. the in the stadium to to sell it out. Uh, I think it's more of a pipe dream uh, of mm. mine than anything, but uh, I don't know. Well, Stranger things have happened. That could make sense because, like, as much as it's rural, rural, they could still play footy at Marvel Stadium, like, like yeah. split their home games between Marvel Stadium and something rural, and yeah, and well, just just call them the Western Victorian something. Yeah, yeah, inbreds. <laughs> you've, already got, you've already got the Western Bulldogs. You've already got that for Tasmania. You can't, you can't have two teams. That's your idea. That brings us through 
The the place that actually I think makes the most it's sense. It's the most likely. Is a third team from WA. Uh, Perth has grown phenomenally over the last sort of 10 years in mm-hmm. terms of the amount of people there. There's 350,000 people that play Aussie Rules footy in WA, which is, which is kind of staggering mm-hmm. in itself. West Coast has the biggest – has I think it's – Overtaken in the last couple of years, the big Melbourne teams in terms of membership, they're yep. a tick mm. under one hundred and three thousand. Well, it helps us only two clubs from that state at the moment, so, so. which which <laughs> makes sense to have yeah. another market. Optus Stadium, new stadium, arguably the best mm. place to watch Aussie Rules football in Australia. Fortress as well. Now, do you look at the, at waffle teams and say you know? Show, show me the money, Jerry mm-hmm. Maguire. Mm-hmm. Show me the money, and and mm. and see if one of the waffle teams wants to um, wants to try their hand, or do you do like like West Coast was was a, a vision, I suppose, of the yeah, AFL, AFL like back in the day. Yeah, do, do you do something along those lines? Yeah, which is why they're called West Coast because it was like we'll get a team from the West. Mm. Um, but Fremantle's been added into that. Is there anything? So not just straight Perth. Is there anything? Uh, around Western Australia that could potentially house no. house someone, or is yeah, have it, the, it has to be in a, in Perth somewhere. Too big a country, too big a state. Fate, yeah, yeah. Uh, Geraldton, Port Hedland, Broome. I don't yeah, think yeah. Uh, they don't have the pops. You know, we're talking about a quarter of the town needs to be in the stadium. This is the whole <laughs> town and <everything laughs> needs, to be, needs to be in the stadium. Although yeah. again, footy footy mad areas. Yes, yeah, I tend to tend to agree. So if we rank those options. Perth is one. I'd say Perth one, and I've I've thrown mm. Adelaide in there as I yeah. think they're like that's one A and one B mm. for for the most likely in terms of has it, has a big population base has the hundred percent footy interest. Um, I think most likely Perth, maybe then Adelaide. Yeah. I think the AFL's dream would be in the Northern Territory, whether or not that's feasible. Well, they've got the West Coast. What about North Coast? I don't mind that idea at all. Uh, There's Pepe. that. We'll, pa- um, we'll patent that. Yeah. Slide you heard that here first. <laughs> Slide our DMs, Gil. Yeah, North that's Coast it. here. Um, and then Canberra and then yeah. and then Vic Rural and then uh, Beijing and then um, mm. Los Angeles and then New Zealand. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, I feel like if, if they're feeling they want another East Coast team – Canberra is probably the only place that makes the most sense at the moment. If they do want to do the north of the country, then, yeah, I think uh, a northern kind of coast, put it together, makes the most sense. Otherwise, it's, yeah, you go back to your your heartlands, um, uh, Perth or Adelaide, um, make a lot of sense as well. I guess uh, finish there on that man, Gil. Um, came out during the week mm. that they have found his replacement um, if you can find the story for me, Jimmy, and who it is, yes. uh, I did see that they, you know, they spent many months, spent over a million dollars uh, trying to find, Just looking. Uh, looking, trying to find a replacement, and they've selected the dude that worked uh, like three doors yeah. down from they from. They didn't Gil, have to look so. very far. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so after their Andrew Dillon, Andrew yep. Dillon, so from uh, Gillen to Dillon. Yes, will so the deal will take over. It's probably not a great. Spoke pretty well. I, I saw him on um, mm. AFL three hundred and sixty during yeah. the week. What's his background? Former player. Uh, uh, I don't think front he, office. Uh, front office. Yeah, he yeah, never played. Of AF, he apparently was a reasonably handy, like uh, via yeah. AFA, I think player, mm-hmm. but never played in the top level. Yeah. Outside of that, I've got no idea. 
So when did they say when he'll officially hand over? Because Gil, of course, was doing all end of the year. So Gil did all the press conference, of course, for this massive announcement, uh, which uh, I guess is you know a a good uh, end note to his legacy at the top Mm. of the game. He's done a pretty good job, uh, I would say, of growing AFL. I'd say so. Uh, I think they've through um, the COVID era as well. Yeah, I think they've heads. You know, the the code war. They've come very much out on top of that in the last five years, and um, I think they're. It's pretty clear that they're dominating. And, you know, pushing towards being the national sport, as mm. we say, um, yeah, you know, better than any other league um, currently in the country. Yeah, so uh, Dylan is the Executive General Manager of Football Operations, Legal, Integrity and General Counsel. That's a fucking mouthful for mm. Tom. <laughs> <also. laughs> That's it. So, um, yeah, very much front office type. Um, personality um, would obviously yeah. be involved in every aspect. Um, yeah. Obviously, of the game been there for a, a lot of very, those roles. very long time uh, in the yep. in the head office of AFL. Just interesting to know what his history before that was. Uh, sports administrator. Let's see. Employments. <laughs> well, sporting career. Played Vaffa, didn't he? Yeah, Vaffa for what's that? Sixteen years. Played two hundred and ninety games. And then from there, lots of legal stuff. Been with Australian Football League as a legal consult since two thousand. So he's almost two decades been involved in the front office of the AFL. He was the general manager in twenty thirteen. So yeah, he's basically climbed the corporate ladder of AFL. Um, over the last two decades. So I guess it's a reward for being involved in the club for that long in that period. He's now the CEO. So if he can figure out where to put this 20th team um, and uh, move on from there. So mm. final question. Uh, they said anywhere from let's say 2025 to 2028 for the next team. Where do you think 20th? 2030? Do you think they'll make an announcement say in three years' time for the 2030 edition of the 20th team? Well, I did. I made a couple of notes on there being odd numbers. Uh, it's pretty rare for it to for it to happen. There's only been four years during in our lifetime where the AFL mm. has had odd numbers. There was mm. the one year where the Suns came in before the, the Giants, Giants yep. in 2011, and there was a few years in the early 90s uh, where the Crows <laughs> were in and Frio was yet to come in. So mm. you would imagine uh, if. Um, history is anything to go off that yeah. they wouldn't to want too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a bit of an interesting one as well, though. Like going through our list of potential venue uh, areas, I guess mm-hmm. it makes sense. You could potentially put a team in before a Tasmania team even starts playing. Like, yeah, well, if you pick Perth, Perth yeah, you could set a club up next week. Yeah, really, that's true. <laughs> like it's it's weird, sort of like how do you time that sort of mm. thing? Like. Well, do you can you just go ahead and have the two teams enter the comp at the same in the same yeah, year? That's, that's do a, you? That's a really good point, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah they do could you turn around and make a decision. Yep. Mm. Take that risk and have potentially two teams fail. Do you mm. let Tasmania run its course, see if it's successful, and then go for the the twentieth team as well? Because mm. um, you go back to your previous point, so uh, you rule out North Coast um, and rural Victoria, and mm. you know Perth, Adelaide, and Canberra could be in that conversation. Because they have existing stadiums, mm. like they could mm. make a decision. It's like, yep, these guys could join ASAP because they've basically got the infrastructure. We just need to get them a list, mm-hmm. list together. Um, so yeah, it's possible. Uh, the other thing in Tasmania, the coach, like again, following the, 
that Wayne Bennett kind of comparison. It was like who's going to be the maestro to take Tasmania and build it. There's been chat about um, just Chris Fagan like as an option mm. to finish up his run at Brisbane and want to go down the starter squad. Um, uh, Scott as well um, from Geelong, I think it was the Scott they picked. Uh, you know, yes, you've done everything you could at Geelong. to go to Tasmania and again try to uh, build your legacy and rebuild, build a new club from scratch, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, some options uh, already of big names uh, potentially uh, to on the radar for a Tasmanian head coach. Ricky Potting, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Tasmanian. I reckon he'd be pretty handy footy player back yes. in the day. <laughs> Just throw your hat in the name. <laughs> your name in the hat. Had the name. Had the name. name. Yeah. <laughs> right, should we run through yeah, the footy. round that was? Uh, the Blues, bit of reality I think, check. I think both of you guys had a pretty dismal week on um, favorite team. Don't favorite. talk about it. Lost <laughs> two, lost <laughs> two. two. Um, yeah. Raiders won, Brisbane won, Brisbane won. Uh, Suns went close. How did the never Broncos go? Uh, nothing this week. So <laughs> just fat bong ribs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So the Lions uh, did, did a number on the Blues without mm-hmm. Dan Rich and Dane Zorko, uh, both having soft tissue injuries, both looking at two to three weeks. How about those two? Mm-hmm. 509 games between them. I th- they're both in the Brisbane Lions top five game players um, of all mm-hmm. time. Uh, Lions look pretty good. As Jared's probably Jared Barry's best game this year so mm-hmm. far. He'd been struggling with a bit of a knee injury and it uh, looks like he's over that and – yeah, did uh, a very, very good job. And Charlie Cameron keeps, keeps kicking goals. Yeah, he's yeah. arguably the best small forward in the AFL at the moment. Mm-hmm. Tigers uh, did it easy against the Eagles. Eagles continue to struggle. Um, and the mm. pretty average Tigers team comes around and drops almost 50 on them. So uh, not much to write home in that one. Uh, what do you Sh- get there, stat wise? Shea Bolton uh, has been a little bit underwhelming for considering how good a football player he can be on his day. Uh, underwhelming, definitely not a word that you would use to describe him in this one. 31 posies, eight marks, five tackles, three sausage rolls. Thanks for coming. Then the Cats keep their good form going. Uh, yeah, going so actually, the Crumb, you know, have been playing overs uh, for most of the season, uh, but they run into a very good, uh, uh, you know, what do we call it? A rejuvenized cat. Um, the, the cats are back yeah. and playing their best football. Um, they won five on the trot after mm. looking horrendous through the first three weeks, and people have started to talk a bit <laughs> cat, <laughs> cat flags again. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, pretty crazy <laughs> considering the, the start uh, of the year that they had. Where, where are yeah. they on the ladder at the moment, Jimmy? Uh, they're sitting sixth. Yeah, they're quickly uh, making it. Yeah, that would be as of today. Um, yeah, no, playing good footy. Um, their percentage as well, um, crazy. Um, what that, 120? Uh, 135. Um, yeah, so again, from where they started the season, um, they've come back very quickly and scored bulk yeah. points as well. Uh, it helps when you've got guys like Jeremy Cameron kicking uh, goals uh, at will at the moment on pace – is it him and Charlie on pace for 100? Uh, I think Charlie might have dropped off. Oh, with the injury. Jezza, Jezza was um, on pace for 100. He's got 33. 33 Charlie's 31. I'm trying to do the math. I think that's just under. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's mm. 
still be pretty good though. <laughs> it's like, even so, they don't make 100, uh, they've been very, very good. Gold Coast held their own against the Ds. Uh, it was all even Stevens at three-quarter time. Uh, they ended up going down by five points mm. up there. They had a chance to take the lead in this late as well with about a minute to go and sprayed it wide. It was Darcy McPherson, poor yeah. fella, but he's been pretty good otherwise. Noah mm. Anderson's been uh, also very good for him, 37 and a goal. And uh, the Twin Towers, boys, did we – Was it? Is it Grandy that we're going with? What's the other way that you do it? <laughs> Braun. Braun's pretty Braun. good. Braun's better, yeah. Braun. Yeah. Braun. Braun. Yeah. Anyways. They'd be good. They'd be good. Uh, <laughs> Combined for four goals, yeah. uh, a few hit outs between them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Thomas Berry got a start in this and he's probably the difference in why it was so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dogs get the win against the GWS Giants at Marnica. Uh, the Bulldogs are doing a bit. They've won five from six. Mm. Move into the top eight, that boy, Johnny English, a.k.a. Tim English. 23 disposals, 40 hit-outs. Uh, fuck, he's he's making a bit of an argument for being the best ruckman in, yeah. in the AFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm. his numbers are up there. Mm. Um, I guess he's gone kind of sharing his a little bit now with the, the difference, difference in the roles that they've got there, the Ds. Definitely a different role. Um the dogs don't really have a have a chop out for mm. for for Timmy English, but uh, he's he's doing things that, that Ruckman shouldn't be able to do. Uh, Adam Trelaw subbed out in this one. Hammy by the looks. Bevo don't know if he was holding his cards close to his chest or if there there was uh, le- legitimately not too much concern, but uh, said it was a bit more precautionary than anything. Yeah, it, I think it was it was more even more odd visuals. Than anything, like you're one of your biggest name players in your team, you're subbing out. Um, but the, at that point, I think they were maybe a little bit comfortable, they were happy with where they were. Uh, and they about 15 points, yeah. So, but yes, 15 points is nothing, um, uh, to be confident in. So, mm. Yeah. Mm. No Toby Green for GWS, he was a late scratching. Tom Green was very good as a mm. replacement, Green, uh, 38 and three for him, Canberra. Uh, Canberra boy, he loves yeah. playing here. He's he's been a been a the shining Tom, Tom shining Green light. Pavilion. Mm. Yeah, yes. <laughs> a few, few uh, fans, if you will. Yes, T- Tom Green always showing up very well. Yeah, but it's interesting that there, and maybe a reason why you'd uh, put a Canberra team together because they haven't won a game in Canberra from their last nine, which is uh, a little mm. bit dismal. And the fans always keep turning up. Mm. It was. Fucking cold <laughs> last night. <laughs> yes. Last night. And uh, it turned into drizzle yeah. as well. That's right. So the three games a year that the Giants fans in Canberra get, they they definitely haven't let their, their team down in attendance. Uh, but, mm. yeah, it's starting to become a bit of a bogey uh, mm. venue for, for the Giants. Uh, nine mm. in a row that they've lost at the Theatre of Dreams, Monica Oval. Yeah, no dreams for them. Dockers did it easy against the Hawks. Uh, 117 points is actually the highest score that Fremantle has put together since 2019 round one, which wow. was surprising wow. for me. Yeah, that's – yeah. It's not that high a score and also haven't been horrendous in that time either. <laughs> yeah. So goes to show uh, maybe play uh, a bit of good defensive footy or have been able to. Uh, Andrew Brayshaw, very good as usual. 34 disposals, two goals for him and three sausage rolls apiece for the young bloods, Jai Amiss and Michael Frederick. 
Uh, Hawks. We're talking about the Dragons in in the NRL. Yeah, well, uh, Hawks are happy. The West Coast is dreadful. Yeah, both both of those two probably uh, looking at uh, li- likely Spoon incoming. Do you think uh, Nat Pfeiffer as a super sub is this should be illegal? <laughs> I'm sure, sure you can use your super sub <laughs> however you like. <laughs> Marks, did you catch any of the power and bombers oh, today? Uh, yeah, I had it on the background um, as I do each week. Uh, yeah, disappointing. Uh, obviously, they, they lost again. Um, well, what's still, that for them? Still that close. Two, it's definitely two in a row. Is it three in a row? Ooh, let me quickly check that one. Yeah, they, like, they like started not, off really, like really not hard, to think they? about that. Uh, three in a, three on the trot at the moment. Yeah, don't be ever slide. Uh, they outside after there? starting really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, just slide out. Uh, they're sitting ninth now um, after this week. Um, yeah, shared shared the goals around. Um, Parish obviously very good. Uh, Thirty seven disposals. Um, where, yeah. where are Port Adelaide at the moment? Have they fifth? Fifth. Mm. Uh, have they not dark? It's too early to talk about dark horses, but uh, have they been quietly been going about their work and been forgotten about a little bit? You reckon? I think on mm. on paper they're pretty much the same team as they were last year, plus and, and the year before where they went pretty deep. Plus so. Horn Francis, yeah. I, th- mm. I think last year they killed themselves with the. Losing the first five, and now they're winning some of these closer, closer yeah. games. I wonder if you know the result of last season is you put them kind of in the background of everyone's mind, and they've just slowly been going around about their work. You know, being you know, forgotten about. Why say teams like Collingwood and the Lions and that are getting all the headlines at the moment? Mm. Um, that they yeah just yeah putting together some wins, and they'll be that, there and thereabouts. Yeah, that's a fair point. Like at the start of the season, we're obviously talking about Collingwood. Saints, um, Blues as well, like teams that you wouldn't have expected to be that far up um, on top of the ladder. Um, so, yeah, maybe Port's just sort of been um, just sneaking in their, their wins, just sitting in the middle of the pack, mm-hmm. the top eight. And they'd be an inter- still in business. Yeah, they would be an interesting team to follow throughout the rest of the year. Mm. Speaking of those pies, uh, they get another win against the Swans. Uh, they're outright first, I think. Yep, outright first, mm. seven and one. Hot pies, flag pies, chat. Uh, it was actually their first game at home uh, against the Swans since 2015. Uh, Brody Meyer checked kick five, I do believe. Uh, and Dacos and Dacos maybe didn't feature in the Brownlow votes again. So mm-hmm. that's two weeks in a row, you would think. So, so he's gone from what, a dollar sixty-five to two dollars? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was about two fifty, I think, last yeah. time, last time that we checked. So he's probably still hovering around that. Yeah. Um, what you that, that kick from uh, Brody, uh, potential goal of the year. Oh, another uh, player. Um, we got a bicycle, bicycle alert. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that was not bad. Not bad. <laughs> so uh, I'll explain what we're watching. Uh, the he's sitting in the square wrestling with with Connor Blakey. Uh, the ball gets bombed in from from deep. Uh, wrestling, wrestling, can't get an arm to it and then throws his right boot on it over the back of his head. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic like, <laughs> if you will, and and bicycles the ball and makes good contact. That goes probably fucking 20 rows deep. Yeah. Uh, we've seen some special goals in the last few weeks and, and this one is right up there. There's definitely been a little bit of extra soccer skills in both codes um, Look the last couple of weeks as well. Bah. 
That's special. Absolutely crazy. Also, probably could have just um, ducked him that would have gone through for six anyway. But <laughs> you got to steal it, bro. Yeah. yeah. He needed that yeah. physical. <laughs> oh, you never know. It might have bounced and gone the other well, way. Blakey getting a hand mm. on it, I suppose, is, is, your, is your main concern there. Mm. That That is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Got to win goal of the year somehow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be up there. That's a good contender. That Him one. this week, Ashcroft last week, and it's going to be some fun ones. Yeah, they Charlie, Charlie Cameron oh, the week before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's going to be some good options this year. That's it. And then, of course, um, we finish what with the 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 demons um, doing the work against um, the kangas. It's actually Saints. Uh, oh, <laughs> I see the kangaroos. Uh, that that that's my bad in the in the notes. Oh, it's in the notes. Uh, yeah. I was just like, demons, right. devils, I was like I'm pretty it. sure I didn't fuck up yeah. reading that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Different side of the same coin. Yeah, it was the Saints. Saints. Thank you. All right. Thank you. The opposite of a demon, if you will. Yes, the Saints. Uh, beat the kangaroos. This has yep. just happened. None of us have seen. Anything? Can we no. have a score? Uh, yeah, uh, low scoring affairs, uh, 64 to 34. Um, what have we got here? What the cheese will do is probably the, the main question. Cheese. Do they have like a rookie of the year award in the AFL? Yeah. Is it, is it called rookie of the year or is it? Mm, Rising Star. Rising, Rising Star. Star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got 30 disposals. Um, He's a dog. <laughs> Give that man the ten thousand dollars. That's it. Um, behind Zebel with thirty six. Um, so Rue's probably controlling the ball, I guess, for most part. Any uh, um, goal scorers slash major ball winners for St Kilda? Uh, the tip rat, Jack Higgins. Yep, had a couple. Had a couple. Um, Butler as well had a couple. Uh, Larky. Three for, three for the, the rooms. Yeah. Uh, what else would I look at? I think you're looking at hitting that NBA button. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably probably enough probably of um, the NFL chat for this week. Yep. And into the NBA. Go for it. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! Conference semifinals, we're halfway. Through, uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, every team's got to win, which means no sweeps, no sweeps. Uh, it is interesting though. The Lakers uh, leading their series two one against the Doves, and mm-hmm. uh, the Heat mm-hmm. leading their series against the Knicks two one. Mm-hmm. So both the lower seeds in that one, uh, and the Celtics uh, after dropping game one uh, have won the last two. They lead the 76ers two one. Joel Embiid. Getting the MVP during the week, uh, breaking uh, the the run there for the Joker. Yep. Uh, it was pretty close. I think I sent through the yeah, the he, votes. It he, was he, it was him, uh, Joker, Joker, and the yeah, Greek Freak, and then Daylight. I think. Yeah, agree. Um, it was definitely heavily uh, first place votes for for Embiid. Um, over the Joker, of course, that's the reason he won. Um, but there was, you know, points wise, it was pretty close um, overall between the two of them. Uh, but it, you know, Embiid as the the leading point scorer in the league um, this year uh, has won it. And I think he, and that point I think I made a couple of weeks ago, he he would be only the third MVP to win it, having sat out as many games as he had yeah. this season yeah. as well. He missed a lot. Uh, missing over 10, I think, was the stats. So that's pretty impressive. Um, that's good for him. Uh, you know, long time coming. He's trusting the process. It was all about mm-hmm. when he, um, as an African, coming across um, 
since 2014, I think he started. He was always, you know, wanted his name up there. That yes, I'm going to be an MVP. Um, and yeah, he's finally finally done it and completed it. It's interesting as well. He looks banged up in this series. He did miss game the first one. first game, which they won. Yeah, that was James w- Harden played unreal. The beard went 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 mental. Yeah. But the beard's been quiet since then. Since the beard's mm. been back, and they've yeah really been uh, struggling, unfortunately. How the, have you followed much of the Nuts? They're, they're leading theirs. Yeah, was well, I think I saw the stat there. There was um, there's three teams currently having two scorers over average over twenty points throughout the playoff series. Um, the Nuggets being one of those with him with that man, the Joker we just mentioned, and Murray. Um, they look pretty good. Did they lose to the Suns? They yes, lost. They did. Yeah, they lost yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty handy. Book, when Booker's been dropping forty plus yeah. in, in every match. <laughs> Booker had forty seven and KD had thirty nine. Yeah, so you Jeez. get eighty six out of uh, mm, those two. That makes any good. Eighty eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think eighty six. I think they've been able to keep uh, Durant quiet a little bit in the last couple, and um, Booker had been carrying the Suns points scoring wise. Mm. Um, but we know how good they are as a team. It'd be. We finally got into that conversation about, you know, are the Nuggets a good enough team? Um, and uh, we're going, you know, in the points at the end, they're going up against other really good teams. Uh, will they be found out? Um, so far they're holding their own. So maybe they're a bit more competitive than we thought they are. We needed to see guys like Murray step up and um, he has been uh, to support the Joker. So uh, I think it's going to be a good series. And will it go to six or seven? I, I believe so. Depth, I think, is the, the issue with the Nugs. Yeah. Mm. Like Jabal Murray, a little bit hot and cold, uh, mm-hmm. steps mm-hmm. up. Uh, but outside of him and Michael Porter Jr., I think it's a yeah, bit maybe, of a steep drop maybe off. Maybe Gordon. It's a, it's a weird kind of lineup when the Joker can drop 30, 17, and 17 mm-hmm. and they lose. Yeah. Yep. Which is a rarity for them when he gets a triple double. And it is, yeah. as we spoke about during this season. Uh, well, where do you want to go to next? What other series do you want to talk about? Uh, sh- Let's go to the other west. Mm-hmm. Stay in the west. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would like. There was a point a few months ago where we were like, uh, like, forget it, playing. Well, they're, I, they're I think, done. They're I think done. you were on that. They're done. They're done. I kept asking the question. Mm. Where do you think they are? And it was always they need to start making a run. They need to start making a run. They need to start making a run. <laughs> and and they, the run they are making. Yes, they did make one. And I think the the big thing is um, AD and and LeBron James are healthy. Um, and add that man Russell has uh, mm. been playing. The Russell's been playing pretty good. Yeah, the nice third fiddle to those two guys. And AD's been mm. unreal both in the rebound game and the blocking game. Um, uh, that, that I think is two big reasons. I'm interested if you look at the stats from today's game, um, whether Steph is having to do too much. Um, Steph Curry's having too much to kind of carry them. Uh, Clay Thompson, I think they're obviously doing a really good job on him. He's kind of been a bit of a low scorer in the last couple as well. Well, so. the game he was quiet today, but the game before, I think he nailed seven from ten from three point land and was was pretty fucking good. Yeah. So um, maybe that was that the difference in this one? Are they? Tried something different and playing him a, a bit tougher and maybe forcing more looks on Curry, which you know you, uh, Curry's probably happy to do. But then also, um, if they end up being low percentage, they are a very high three point team. Mm. Um, does that uh, pay the benefits to say the Lakers, who maybe more of an inside sort of paint team um, overall? Yeah, it's a 
it's probably the the game you, that you play, and obviously the the leagues change a lot in you know essentially because of because of these two guys. Yeah. yeah. But if you aren't seen it, yeah. If you're not you know dropping fifty percent from from yeah, the perimeter, yeah. then you yeah. just turn it over. Yeah. Especially when LeBron and AD are rebuild rebounding as well as they are. Mm. Yeah. That's just gets uh, ends up in turnovers and um, you know points runs for them. Uh, and they did did a what did they win by thirty in this Third, one? Thirty. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty wild. Yep. Yeah, uh, and I guess uh, if we're talking James, uh, we might as well just mention as well. Bronny James is eldest uh, has officially committed to USC for probably his one and done in college mm, mm. before he comes out <laughs> to the NBA. So um, yeah, whether whether. He's in a Lakers jersey in two years' time, or whether LeBron's in a different jersey, so you can play in a USC with, jersey, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> to to play with his son in the NBA. Who knows? Uh, the, he's that's Pac-10, so mm. they have the uh, they can make money. I think yes, uh, and uh, so his uh, nil deal is almost six mil, so, yeah, which is cra- which is crazy. It's like the highest ever. Um, can you so. have a look at that? Uh, yeah, because I've, I've seen. As well, uh, during the week, there's some W, or there's some girls that are playing college at mm-hmm. LSU mm-hmm. that are making better money than they would to to play to go into the WNBA. So yes. this this whole uh, you can make money off your likeness and sponsorship, and they, yep. they don't actually get a salary. No, no, but they've they've changed the rules, and it's really shaping. Uh, yeah, it, the, the way that college athletes uh, uh, approach the game. Well, what, what was what's the name of they call? The guys that support the college teams, there's a name for uh, boosters, yeah. Like the yes, the boosters essentially. Um, you know, this this new rule was essentially to take that out of it where those colleges that were say getting unfair advantages by having you know big multi million dollar boosters mm. in the background, happy to throw money at the um at potential athletes to recruit them to said colleges. Mm. Um, so the Neil deals kind of cover it and bring it more into a uh, actual system, mm. um, so yeah, it's quite impressive. What have you got there, Jimmy? Did you find any? I just I like the uh, headline on that. Uh, Bronny James, son of LeBron. You think? <laughs> <laughs> Bronny James, son of LeBron. Yeah. Yep. Not, not Bronny James, son of Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes these? That's yeah. it. Um, no, yeah. So he signed. I'm just trying to get this right. Mm-hmm. So he signed a new contract deal while he was still in high school mm-hmm. with Beats by Dre. Yep. Um, yep. So that's his big deal. Yep. Yep. So before he even got to college, he's already got that contract in place. Um, I haven't got any Bad. dollars for us. Though, he, he'll, there'll be a, probably a, a Bronny James Nike um, before he even makes it to the NBA at this rate. Yep. So – <laughs> So more recent, um, no, not even more recent. He's got deals coming out everywhere. He's got a deal with Nike as well, from the looks of it. Yeah, um, dude will be making bank. Yeah, it's not like he, he probably doesn't need to worry too much about money. He's probably going to inherit a fuckload <laughs> from his old man because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's done plenty off off the court as well. So uh, yeah, but it's it's a mega family. Talk about um, seven seven million US. Yeah, yeah. You, you talk about probably the Manning family is kind of a decent comparison. It's like trying to create a massive marketing um, company behind the family name. Um, 
yeah, the, the Jameses are going to be be up there, no doubt. Mm. Yeah, seven point two mil deal. Crazy for a college college athlete. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be driving a fucking McLaren or a Ferrari to school every day. <laughs> Do they get that money straight away, or does it go in some sort of trust uh, until? If uh, knowing LeBron, if he he probably will have set them up financially. Uh, yeah. To support them, um, so yeah, maybe there's a trust trust there, but you never know. He probably give him a, a decent money kind of salary to keep him going, um, a bit of incentive, etc. Um, but they're living at his fucking mansion anyway, so it's, it's, not, it's not like it's a uh, they're, they're in struggle to or anything <laughs> like that. Taco Tuesday, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yep. You think the Lakers get through here? It's interesting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see it to keep the keep that running going. Uh, if you if Is you it think more about compelling, like like obviously there's more. Uh, that's two of the biggest franchises yeah. in in the NBA. We got to remember that mm. story of the history, Curry Lebron. Um, like yeah, Lebron might have three more championships if he didn't have have lost series and gone through Curry and Curry of mm. course winning them. So yeah, there's a lot of history of these mm. two great men and the um, you know different aspects of the the way they play the game, but they've uh, won multiple championships between them. So, yeah, I I think Lakers, to me, going through is just slightly more fun. They just were, considering how bad they were, where they kind of got mm, through. Mm. And what were they? Are these eight and seven as well? Uh, six and seven. Six yeah. and seven, yeah. yeah so. Which is interesting. Like you got Nugs and Sons who – Nugs, one and obviously one and four. Like yeah. It's kind of a tale of two tapes. You got on one side of the conference, like the best teams in the league. Mm. For the season, and then on the other side, you've got Warriors and Lakers who got hot in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. also those teams that you can always count on in finals to just mm. yeah. back Fair themselves. Enough. So it's like, yeah, it makes it very interesting. Well, I think the other side's a little bit like that as well. Um, with say the yep. Heat, mm. if we want to talk about the Heat, uh, Jimmy Buckets, mm. uh, he, he sat out one game and they they dropped that to the Knicks. But as soon as he gets back, <laughs> uh, they win and win comfortably. He is him. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Give me buckets. Yeah. Now, we talk about the nugs with Joker carrying him. Mm-hmm. Is it the same kind of situation here with the Heat and being very reliant on oh, the output that Jimmy Butler has? Definitely. But does um, the type of player Jimmy uh, buckets is mm. gives them potentially more, op- you know, the scoring side of it to be able to win games? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, f- I feel like that's a little bit of it, um, definitely. He, he's, he's so good though. Um, I saw a lot of chat of, do you think, uh, a lot of chat during the week about his style of gameplay kind of leads to maybe like early noughties kind of basketball, you know, the, the Kobe Bryant kind of mm. type of basketball, a little bit more gritty, a little bit more tough than say what the recent kind of basketball is. And um, you get a bit of that too out of uh, in his game, but I, I think he's just a fiery competitor. It's just... Um, you know, not at the end of his season, but he's at the point again. He's in his prime, um, and it would be great to see him uh, get a championship. I don't think he's won one, has he? No, because he's at Chicago okay. when LeBron was winning him at Ball, Miami. Yeah, and then they didn't win it at 76ers. That, that's probably the biggest mistake, uh, picking Ben Simmons over Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> who, who may actually play for Australia. Made a headlines in Australia this week. I'll believe it when I say it. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, bro. <laughs> I tend to agree with you. 
I'd love to see Heat go through. All on the Heat at the moment. The last time the eighth seed was able to make it all the way through to the NBA championship was the Knicks, who they're up against now, uh, mm. back in 1999. They did end up losing um, that series against the Spurs um, 4-1. Um, I think this was the era of um, – What was his name? Patrick Ewing. Oh, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. I'm sorry. Um, so I think – Why am I thinking of Utah? Play of the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You uh, said Knicks and I thought you Jazz. Me dumb-dumb. <laughs> Um, lowest seed to have won it uh, were the Rockets back in 1995. They were sixth seed. Yes, there you go. So if, if it is a seven or an eight, which mm, is not yeah. looking out of the realm of possibility, <laughs> yeah. it, would, it would be record-breaking. Yeah, a little bit of history there. And then what's the last one? Boston. Um, I've completely forgot how they're playing because I think they'll just win. 76. 76 is just. And it's, yep. uh, it's, I think a lot of it's going to come down to the health of Joel Embiid. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because um, what the Celtics are up two nothing, two one, two one, two one, two one. Yeah, yeah that's um, right. Harden playing game one really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, Jimmy's got on the screen the Embiid head stomp. Um, I think it was completely accidental. Oh, hundred percent accidental. Um, oh, just it, it, it was just. Yeah, you don't want a seven foot dude freak accident oh, pushing so your head in the, into the middle of the court. Big size seventeen yeah. flippers on your head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love a good head. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've, I tend to agree with you, Peppy. Um, yeah, they need the their MVP to uh, to fire, but the MVP can be a little bit of a curse as well. Mm. Um, and mm. um, Tatum on the other side for the Celtics has been really good. Um, is it Jalen Green the other one? Um, have I made that up? Uh, um, yes, you have made that up. Uh, Mark is smart. <laughs> no, nah, it's not smart. Who's the dude wearing the face mask? Brown, Jalen Brown. Isn't that what I said? You said Jalen Green. Damn it. I knew it was, <laughs> I knew it was a colour. I was close. I was like, his last name's a colour. Uh, anyway, my bad, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> Brown's been good. Ooh, that's a good kid. Um, yeah, I just think Celtics may be slightly a bit better as a complete kind of team. Agreed. Uh, and 76ers, yeah, a little bit too reliant on um, Embiid. And Harden kind of plays a little bit second fiddle when he's on the court. I'm going to back a – let's go Nuggets, Lakers, Heat, Celtics. I'll go Celtics, Nuggets, Heat, Warriors. Ooh, Warriors come back. Anything different there, Jimmy? Nugs. No yeah, one's giving the Suns a go with Booker Which is, and KD. We, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul. Mm. Uh, Warriors. Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah, can't go past Celtics. Oh, I'll go Knicks. Ooh. That'll be fun. Mm. That's NBA. That's where we're at in the NBA chat. Can you take this first IPL story? I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for a PP. Sure. Peppy is his little PP to do a PP. <laughs> Uh, well, we're, right. we're currently watching uh, the Titans taking on the Super Giants. Uh, Shipman Gill looks like he's about to hit a ton. Another massively high-scoring game in the IPL, as we've seen scores over 200. They're currently at 221. 
three balls remaining. Oh, he's going to need to probably hit a six here to get even close to that ton I just mentioned. Um, we did see Hardik get out a minute ago. Well, actually a couple overs ago. He only got 25. Um, but they are doing a solid outing here at the moment to finish finish up. The, the Super Giants have been not too bad on the other end, but I think the Titans mm. are still top of the table, aren't they? Uh, I'll have to bring that up. They were well, – what clash what, – what's the clash we currently got? Bring the table up for me, Jimmy. Do, 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 up the top. Where are you going? You're scrolling. Jesus, Jimmy. Those are games. Table. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Who's at the top? Uh, yes. The Titans are leading um, mm-hmm. with a game in hand, seven wins, mm-hmm. uh, 14 points. Um, behind them we've got the Super Kings, mm-hmm. uh, six – Wins on 13 points um, and then Lucknow Super Giants. Um, yeah, okay. So it's, it's one versus three. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Yep. Yeah. One so versus three at the moment. Big matchup. Uh, we'll get to the table in a little bit and talk a bit about that. Um, bit of a log jam at the middle at the moment, uh, especially with Delhi Capitals stringing together, I think, four wins from their last <laughs> five. Um, as I think. I think Shubin Gill hit a four. That'll take him to 97 as he works his way up. Um, bit of a good, feel-good news story uh, coming out of India during the week. Uh, there's a little little video doing the rounds of uh, Rashad Pant um, having the crutch uh, and throwing it away, showing himself walking again. So a little bit of an injury update there after that's so good. basically blowing out his, out his knees. Um, so, yeah, that's what I saw there. Um, yeah. Kind of uh, celebrating... Uh, you know, he's on his way. He's starting yep. to recover, which is great to see after that um, massive Deep. car accident. So um, uh, that's, I think, uh, uh, one of the better stories out of the IPL uh, this week. Um, mm. Oh, he's not even facing. He took a single. Up out. <laughs> or should have been there. I think he – that was the last one, was it? So they'll be stuck. He'll finish up on Deep. 94. Sorry. 227 yeah, as a total score there for the Titans from their 20 overs. As Peppy rejoins the table. Um, we've just had a quick chat because I wanted to save a little bit of stories. Um, this one was yep. doing the rounds. Uh, a little bit of click bait tile with the Rajasthan Royals uh, owner um, saying that maybe we should make a radical change to test cricket and make it like Wimbledon. Uh, grand uh, tournament style and play it over a you know short period of month with uh, a couple of nations probably the the big four maybe push it out to five or six. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you reckon they should change Test cricket to a tournament style? Mate, it you? makes me blood boil. <laughs> <laughs> How could you play Test cricket over like competition over? A month? I feel like it's let's take this World Test Championship concept. Squish it and do that. That's how I kind of and maybe and limit the number of teams to the, the the big teams. There's no point those minnow nations playing Test cricket. That's how this reads to me. And you know what the sad part of it is? Mm-hmm. There's a bit of truth behind that. Yeah. Yes. We we were talking about Sri Lanka and, and Ireland last well, week. And well, West Indies. Yeah. Like where do you yeah. see them being dropped in off. the Test arena? South it's been forty years, bro. Like it's it's starting to get a bit. A bit scary. It may yeah, get to yeah. a point where you've got Australia, England, India, and Pakistan, New Zealand. South Africa? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Where? 
It, it gets tough. And it's interesting. This becomes an interesting story because it is coming from one of the billion-dollar owners of an Indian Premier League mm. and, you know, mm. we're kind of their push. Um, uh, you know, well, they've the, got the business model there that that's working for. Yeah, the, the big T20, T20 the model, the selling it in India. You know what um, uh, the India Cricket uh, um, is it Council or Commission? Uh, I see. I BCCI. The BC, yep. BCCI. Yeah. Uh, uh, Just a proxy for the ICC. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, but you know what they kind of uh, sway and push mm. and, you know, what they kind of get over the rest of international cricket. Um, so it's a little bit telling, um, you know, these kind of thoughts of what they're kind of thinking with um, with this kind of arguments of, you know, cricket players playing too much cricket mm. and make their most money doing tours around the world playing T20 cricket, crickets. We're about to have the American, uh, you mm. know, major. I don't it's not major league, but it's major something or other. Um, T T20 comp kick off as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the calendar is very full, so you can see yep. the the push for uh, to condense the Test cricket and play a tournament style over a couple of months um, and take it from there. Uh, it's worrying. I, I'd prefer not to go that way, but you, we're already talking about. Um, one day cricket dying um, mm. and largely being replaced by T20. Mm. Um, maybe the T, the one day – have we got one day World Cup coming up? Uh, yeah, end of the – well, the, not even September I think. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's not the last one. Nah. Shudder to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that it makes any difference, but would you have your World Test Championship still be over that two-year period? Well, and that's, that's why – your top I, four have like some sort of playoff where – uh, yeah, that's three versus one, four versus two. Maybe go through a series, and then winners who, of that who, go through. Yeah, who's the best test team in the world? Have mm. have that the cup up. Yeah, because that that means all the teams can play each other over the two year period, sort Such each other a, out, and okay, then I, I get yeah, actually, it's not not a bad idea, Jimmy. And then you have like your best current English team versus your best current Indian team, mm, yeah. your best South African team versus your best Aussie yeah, who, team. Whoever's your top four. Um, Inform. Yeah, well, if you did it based yeah. on the current yeah. one, uh, those teams you mentioned before, New Zealand, Pakistan, would miss out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it would be South Africa there in his number three, um, getting a go. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, no, no. Interesting, interesting concept. Slightly worrying. Mm. Hopefully, won't be in our lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> Coley uh, and uh, Gautam Gambier got into a bit of a war of words. Do you reckon there was much mm. in this? Uh, I don't think so. I think there's a bit of history between those two. What did it start with? It was Coley um, calling out. So someone's family got brought into something. Yeah. Uh, what was the Western Union dude's name? Um, we looked it up. Kyle Myers. Kyle Myers. Kyle Myers. Yeah. A bit of comments there. I think he wasn't real impressed with those comments made from Collie in the the handshake essentially uh, post match uh, with uh, I think RCB won that game from memory um, and then uh, we followed you know that kind of heated up a little bit and then um, Double G came across and had to say his couple of words but he wasn't actually playing in this game so no. he uh, you know off the bench running around <laughs> running in you know throwing haymakers no nah, nah. he hasn't played anymore yeah, yeah, yeah I'm joking I'm joking. Um, uh, so it, it did the rounds in media with more of a, 
the dinosaur look at it of, you know, is this bad for the game? Is this look silly? Um, uh, should they be doing that kind of thing? Is the fiery coley gone too far here with this? What do you think? Much to do better. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what yeah. actual words were exchanged, but I don't know. To, yeah, to me, it, it seemed like there wasn't that much in it. Yeah, probably a bunch of fuck you, fuck you, no, nah, mm. fuck you, mate, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, a bit like that. Hit <laughs> <laughs> our swearing quota in the last. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're two hours deep, so it's all right. <laughs> That's it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think the yeah probably again probably not a mm. too not a much um, to to talk about there out of that. Visuals not great, but uh, either way, it's uh, Collie's going to Collie. He's fiery competitor, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, table, table. We mentioned before Titans. Uh, so one versing three currently at the moment. Uh, Super Giants will have some work to do chasing two hundred and twenty-seven. Another high-scoring one. Uh, Delhi Caps mm. probably the most impressive in the last. Uh, over the last five matches, yeah, winning four, four, four out of the of last five, yeah. uh, mm. matching, I guess, what the Titans have done in that same period. Um, very log jammed, I think, is probably the yeah, main thing. Close, isn't um, it? Sunrisers mm. have kind of dropped off and out at the bottom there, but nine through to fourth is only separated by uh, a win, mm. uh, two points. Um, mm. So very close there. The Titans probably safe. I think they'll finish in the. The top four, you'd think now mm. having one seven over fifty percent um, needed. So that's seven of the games, well, seven of the total games played, they've already won. So, um, what do you think with the rest of them? Super Kings? It's wide open, isn't it? Really, the Royals, ta- Titans, and Super Kings. You'd think should should have done enough, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then mm. from from three to nine, there it's, there's not much in it. Um, Delhi's got, of course, got another win yesterday. I think it was. Um, give us a look at the scorers. Still, Faf, isn't it? Stats wise, yeah, Faf yep. still at the top there. Conway chasing that down very quickly. And Shudman Gill, that won't include his ninety-three. He just scored. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, so. true. So actually, as it stands, I think it's Gill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gill will probably go to the top, but he's got would have two games then. On. Correct. On that one. Mm. Followed by Coley in fifth. Give us the top ten, Jimmy. Guckward. Warner still there. He's kind of – his average still is probably uh, the issue there. Strike rate's up a little bit, but still only averaging 33. Singh there at eight. Kyle May is, is there at nine, which is not too bad. <laughs> How good's looking over you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then Aya there at ten. Uh, and a lot of chat about David Warner being slow. What about – Josh Butler there, still averaging under 30 as well. Yeah, but he's striking yeah. at 139. Yeah, he's throwing it around. Um, not, he's just been a little bit unlucky maybe. He has slid down that order a little bit mm. from a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What um, about uh, Pebble? Yeah, I just want to go back up to the top. Uh, this uh, – Yeah, uh, 21 years years old mm. and absolutely smashing it in the IPL. Uh, 442, <laughs> averaging 44, striking at 158 if you don't mind. Yeah. Great, another Indian <laughs> kid that's really good at white ball cricket. That's it. Um, heading over to the bowlers. Purple cap. Purple, 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 purple cap. Why you bring that up? Uh, we did get from Steamer, Rohit Sharma's had 16 ducks, which is the mm. most in Iber Hill history. Um, mm. you know, I think he's been struggling a little bit. Yeah, she can't get that runs. Um, 
Is he still in the best 11 for India? I think after seeing what Gil just did, uh, I'm going to say no. Well, look how far you're going to have to scroll to find Rohit Sharma. Uh, a long way. <laughs> we're in the 20s. We're going to the 30s. We're going to the – there he is, 39. So 10 knocks, 184 runs, averaging 18, striking 126. There's an argument. Yep. It's a bit of a, you know, tricky one given that he's the mm. three-format captain. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a bit telling. He's doesn't have a great a little bit of form at the moment. Uh, maybe that's a good thing for us going into the World Test Championships mm. because, yes, Australia's going to win it, uh, no doubt. Yeah, and how much is <laughs> white ball transferable to, to Red, red Bull yeah. in England? But yeah, definitely needs some runs. Mm. And Steamer's other uh, little stat for us was the Delhi Capitals. Their top four is all internationals, which I think could be a very, very rare occurrence um, in the IPL. Top four run scorers, I think it was. It's for run scorers, or is it the opening? Well, double check for top four sticks for DC last night were all internationals. Mm. So just yeah. openers. That's what I, I think, think it was last night. Just for the, yeah, last night's game. Uh, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, just an inter- interesting kind of take. Mm. Uh, yeah, purple cap. Yeah, who's at the top there? Tusha Deshpande. 19 wickets at uh, 20. Mm-hmm. Economy Shami. 10.33. Mo Shami, Rashid Khan. Shock. Piyush Chola and Ashdeep Singh. Yeah, good old mm. Ashdeep. All, it's all... Indian and Rashid Ke- Rashid Khan at the top. Mm. Yeah. Uh, first Aussie. Mitch Marsh. Marsh. <laughs> he was on a Hattie ball actually uh, last night. Oh yeah. Yeah. He uh, he got he got his mate Maxi uh, with a with a first ball quacker. <laughs> Mitch Marsh. There you go. So well, I think most teams have three to four games remaining. Yeah. So what, yeah. two yeah. weeks. Four. Left? I think yeah. Four. Yeah, essentially four games each. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. Sunrises. They are at the bottom, but they do have a game in hand. So they want to win to um, to stay in that one. Uh, some Ashes watch there, Peppy. I did yeah. see this, Michael. Nisa getting what seven for. Seven for 32, yeah. I think he had, and uh, had, had a delicious hat-trick mm-hmm. and is not in our Ashes squad, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, like mm. likes the English conditions, but mm-hmm. uh, look, hasn't done his future uh, selection hopes any uh, any danger. Yeah. And Marnus getting a few runs as well overnight, 170 not. Uh, did you see as well Smudger, who is he batting with? Uh, yeah, that was a bit fun. Who was that? It was an Indian bloke. Yes. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <You've> <laughs> <seen> <laughs> I've seen it, yes. I know what you're talking about. I know, I know the county crowd would get stuck into Smith a little bit because I think he was uh, moving a bit slowly, um, you know, uh, rotating over the runs mm. essentially. Uh, but he's there to get form, get ready. That's Pajara. Pajara, there you go. Average 60 mm. um, in England. That's what we're hoping for. Was it Pajara? Mm. It's um, yes, it was because um, uh, the wall and smudge uh, mm. playing together. Mm. I did say that. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, back to Nisa Barring any say hammies uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, from the Australian squad. Yeah, he'll be, I think he'll be uh, first one called up if anything does happen. So, mm. um, yeah, we think the, the other two 
Well, who was it? We got, definitely Hazelwood and Boland ahead of him and who was the, the backup outside of those two? For Quicks? Yeah. That's it. It's just those two? Okay. Stark, yeah. Cummins, Hazelwood, Boland. That's who they've got. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it would be the first one called up um, if anything happened to those guys. And he'd be ready. He'll do a job for him. Let's roll into some. EPL boys, uh, looks like City are pretty much home. Let's run through the week that was. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, it's weird seeing them win. They, <laughs> they, they, they nine need game, a win. Nine-game winless streak with their 3-1 win over Bournemouth. Uh, and City, I suppose, all the talking points around Erling Haaland. Uh, mm. He's got the outright record for most goals in an EPL season with 35 uh, he did equal last week, so last mm-hmm. pod uh, against Fulham uh, with 34. Uh, Andy Cole and Alan Shearer, they were in the era of 42 games in a season. So Harlan's done it uh, with time to spare and with four less games uh, in the season total. Mm. Uh, this was interesting overnight. So Ilkay Gundogan, uh, he he scored a brace in this one, got his first two goals in the, in the first 27 minutes. And normally Harlan takes the pens, uh, but he very kindly said to Gunduan, uh, you take the pen and uh, Ilkay hit the hit the right post. Pep Guardiola blowing up. You could see him yelling, <laughs> you, you have to take it, you have to take it. And then post-match he was talking about Harlan being too nice and uh, that that Gunduan should never have even had, had that opportunity, uh, which was interesting. Now... City, all bar some kind of capitulation, have pretty much wrapped it up now. It'll be interesting to see what happens in tonight's game between Newcastle and Arsenal. Arsenal, mathematically it's not must win, but essentially it's must win. Um, and United as well, they play they play West Ham overnight uh, and dropped uh, three points against Brighton during the week. Spurs? Spurs have... Fell out a little bit too. They were fifth, I think they're sixth at the moment, mm. uh, if you want to bring up the table. Um, mm. I was just trying to confirm Manchester City, would this be a three-peat for them? Two. I think it's two and then Liverpool. Because uh, I've got here the, they won 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 2020 to 2021 season. They won the 2021 to 22 season. If they win this one, is that 20? Uh, they, oh, maybe, yeah, I'll go for yeah, three. Yeah, I think it's a three-peat. Because they didn't win the 19 to 20 season, but they won the 2018 to 19 season and the 2017 18 season. So it's they'll a, win. It's a fuckload. They'll win five of the last six. I've done my math right. Is it five or six? Yeah, I think it's five or six. It's not really clear on the, the Wikipedia how that kind of works out, but I feel like that's, that's the numbers. Maybe actually this will help. Uh, champions. Yeah. The 17-18 season, 18-19 season, the 20-21 season and the 21-22 season. So they didn't win the 19-20 to 20 season. So that's four or five and this year will be five, five or six, six yeah. and a three-peat. <sighs> crazy. <laughs> domination. Absolute domination. Just back on Holland as well, he scored his 50th goal. I think it was in that game as well, mm. which was the most um, ever goals across all. All competitions mm. um, since 1931 as well. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, 
that's probably even just as historic, I guess. Um, Too good. Yeah. <laughs> the Viking. That's his, that's his first year in Premier League, isn't it? Yep. Crazy. Bloody city. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what I was saying before, Liverpool, I think, have jumped up and taken over the hot spurs from uh, that fifth spot at the moment. They could uh, continue to that. move up and maybe steal a spot from uh, United or uh, Newcastle United, the two United teams. Um, if we look down at the bottom, as we like to do, I think Southampton are done. Does Everton lose yeah. yet again? Yep. Yeah. Well, they not they Forest. Train. It's pretty close there with Everton, not Forest. Leeds and Leicester City. Still, that really hasn't changed since we looked at it last week. There hasn't been any movement to any of those teams. Mm. Uh, but still with not Forest, Everton and Southampton being relegated. Mm. So a few of those teams sitting on the cusp. So Leicester City, there's... They play Fulham, yep. Yep. They play Leeds. Leeds plays, plays Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, that's not Forest. Uh, there it is. That's, that'll be a big Southampton, one. so. That'll be huge. For, say Forest win that. That's big for them, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it'll put the other two above them in firing range. And who did Everton have? Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. Brighton. Who are good. Yeah, yeah. who have been yeah, good this year. A-League's in the semis, I saw. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Getting some good crowds. <laughs> they, they always pull crowds. They just don't get viewership, I think, mm. some of the issue. Um, uh, Having a few. Uh, they're, they're not on KO anymore, are they? They're off Fox. They're a stand, aren't they? Yeah. That's something. Yeah. <sighs> They're in rugby. What yeah. the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, th- I, I think it's a silly kind of decision. I don't know. A-League would grow. Uh, leaps and bounds if it was on something where uh, it was a lot easier for everyone to watch. Because uh, especially with, uh, say, all the big headlines and the other major football codes in mm. this country, um, uh, if you're uh, appealing to the mums and dads, uh, it's definitely one that a, a lot of young kids can get into and play and potentially uh, uh, progress. You know, try to make the A-League a little bit more competitive. Um, it's probably not going to happen in the next two to three decades, but... Make it more competitive so all the good talent just doesn't disappear over to Europe. <laughs> Speaking of mm. progression, Adelaide United and Sydney FC are through. Mm-hmm. Who are they getting? Melbourne City and Central Coast. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> 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 Thank you for that insight, Jimmy. Uh, I don't think we need to talk NFL. Nothing's happened this week. Mm. Randall Cobb's gone under John. Join Aaron Rodgers uh, in New York. That's been about it. Um, New York Packers. Yeah, the New York Packers. Hmm. Um, maybe update your jersey behind you. Just get rid of the, <laughs> the Jets bit and just be <laughs> New York yeah. Pack. Um, yeah. So I guess we're going to the final round. Jimmy, if you want to hit the button for us. And there was two massive uh, fighting events uh, today. And we'll start with USC uh, 288. Uh, we had Henry Cejudo taking Alan Aljamain Sterling um, in this one. Uh, what did you boys think? What did you think of the result out of this one? Uh, the winner was correct. 
You, do you think so? Yeah. Uh, I, I was really? uh, in the other side. I thought Henry had done enough. So I, I will say one thing. It's pretty impressive. You've been away three years. You come back and you take the champion mm. to five round in a split decision. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, if you look at the scorecards, I think the, the scorecards were an absolute joke um, because uh, I think it was very clear that Henry won uh, the fifth round. Uh, and one of the judges that gave it to Aljamain actually gave him the fifth round. Mm. Um, so I think that was largely uh, very disappointing because yeah, it was to anyone that watched that fight clear as day, he won the fifth. Um, I think he won third and fifth. I think Aljo uh, Al, won the – yeah. Sahuda won third and fifth. Uh, yep. Aljo won first definite. And then two and four were, you know, coin flips. Um, uh, so, you know, one of the judges gave uh, one, two and five – um, to uh, Aljo, one gave one, two, and four, which is probably more a correct decision to, to, to Sterling, and that's why he won. Uh, and then Henry, um, on his scorecard, had two, three, and five. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, maybe that second round was a bit of the coin toss. For me, I felt like maybe he was losing the striking battle, definitely um, uh, the numbers-wise in the striking. But in the grappling exchanges, I felt like Henry was winning, and there was a large part mm. points of that fight were striking, were um, grappling uh, in that competition. So, um, I think where it went, you, it was a very close fight, a lot of potentially coin flip rounds, and being a split decision, uh, it was basically what the, the fight was. I just thought Henry maybe had done enough. Don't you have to beat the champ to be the champ? Yeah, well, it, good point. It's scored on rounds, though, so <laughs> I tend to agree with you a little bit on that, Peppy. But that is uh, the old um, sentiment uh, mm. for for judging on uh, UFC fights. Um, mm. it, either way, it was it was close, raise a close decision, um, and then we ended up with the, the shit show that was uh, the Sean O'Malley. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, ring entry. You know the. In the cage, the face off with, with Sterling. Uh, what did you think of that? Oh, it was a bit of theatre, you reckon? Yeah, it was, it was like one of them was just it's just building up the story. Yeah, Aljo right? was just saying yeah. like sign the contract, sign the contract, and Sugar was like fuck you, fuck you, and that, yeah. Wasn't it looked, a, it looked like some WWE shit. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a lot of banter. <laughs> the best bit was it of he was wearing um, a red jacket, very reminiscent of Michael Jackson's, I think, Thriller. Um, he took it off and then Emrab, uh, who's the number one contender and in Aljo's corner, uh, got the jacket and it was standing between the two of them wearing it. He's jumping on the edge of the cage wearing it going crazy. Um, <laughs> and then after the, I guess, the face-off, O'Malley uh, kind of realised where his jacket had ended up. Uh, and uh, there was a bit of scuffle there as well, a bit of push and shove, but he gave his jacket back, etc. But there was a little bit of, you know, shit show. Um, they talked to Henry yeah. after that and then he alluded to, I'm not sure what's next for me. Um, I really wanted this belt, you know, be the champion, then go, you know, take on Volk essentially mm. as, as yep. the next kind of uh, push, you know, try to get that champion. It's a bit hard, you know, how can he put himself in that conversation for having another championship fighter coming off a loss? Mm. Um, so he's not sure if if it's retirement next he for him. He can't get Volk. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I think he's probably better size matchup with Volk. Um uh, Height-wise and reach-wise, uh, I think they're a little bit more similar. Uh, but I tend to agree with you. Um, it, he, he needed that belt to even be in that kind of conversation. Mm. 
So yeah, which which means is like he he only came really back to make that run um, since that run can't start. Um, yeah, whether Henry unfortunately goes back into retirement. Mm. So what's the next fight at the top of that band and weight division like? Oh, it's O'Malley. That's that's what they're pushing. Yeah, that'd be the money. O'Malley yeah. Sterling straight away. Yeah, September is what they yeah. what they were pushing right. for in the cage. Whether that happens or not, we will see. Paul Morab, like he's so talented, yeah. just. Doesn't have the same sort of <laughs> PR, I suppose. Well, he, yeah. he, he's best mates with Aljo, so uh, he won't fight him. That's on. He's on record, definitely, that he he would not do that. He was in his corner, so yeah. Um, so yeah, whether he becomes the greatest gatekeeper of all time, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, or whether they, you know, work something out and they're just like, let's just do it once, like where we we compete. But mm-hmm. he's been very adamant. They both have that. Yeah, they they wouldn't do it. Mm. So it really would take someone like. You know, Henry or O'Malley to take the belt for then have for him to have an, a chance at um, taking it from Alger. Yep. In the welterweights, Bilal Muhammad getting a five-round unanimous decision win against Gilbert Burns. This is pretty impressive uh, considering Bilal, most of his training camp under under Ramadan. Yep. Fast uh, so so pretty crazy that Ramadan has finished. Yes, about three weeks ago. Okay, so so the last little bit uh, was able to get a bit of you know pro- proper nutrition in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilbert obviously taking the fight on short notice. He only fought what a month ago. Yeah, well, I think he's had three fights this year already. So wild. Um, yeah, and then some of the conversation that you know another weight cut for him because um, he kind of gassed through the second round. Uh, he did pop out his shoulder and his his left shoulder, so he fought um, basically from the second round through to the fifth uh, mm. with one arm, uh, mm. which again is pretty impressive. He landed some pretty good shots with the right hand, but mm. um, Muhammad yep. was just uh, you know too good. He could score when he needed to, and you know was racking up rounds and got an easy win, um, which you know a little bit unfortunate. But uh, one thing I'd be concerned for for Muhammad out of this Burns fight showed how hittable he is. Mm. And it'd be interesting when he goes up against uh, the top end of this division, um, Edwards, Usman, Hamza, etc. Um, he's been guaranteed the the winner of uh, Edwards and Colby. It's a stacked division, really? isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Dana, uh, Daddy Dana has been um, has said that that's what's happening. The winner of that will get will get that. And Usman during the week's been pushing for that has Hamza fight. So we'll see if that ever eventuates or not. And Gilbert Burns, I guess, will be stuck there at the fifth. He'll need mm. those guys to ha- have their dances first and then he maybe gets a loser. Uh, maybe you say if Colby loses, maybe he'll get Colby uh, and mm. then try to push his way again back into that top five conversation in another title shot. In the women's strawweight, Yan Zhaonan mm-hmm. defeats Je- Jessica Andrade. Uh, first round KO. Uh, this is pretty tidy work. Mm. Monks, bring it up if you don't mind. Um, Can you bring up Andrade's record there too? Um, uh, pushing forward. Bah, oh, right hook. Just did not see it. Night, night, as she wrote. Jesus. <laughs> Ref could have jumped on that maybe a little <laughs> earlier. Yeah. I, 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 for Andrade, because I, you know, everyone kind of just assumes she's got the power of the bulldog and she'll just run through fighters. But I think she might be on like a three or four fight losing streak, Jimmy. Two, 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 yeah, yeah. So, yep. um, um, uh, not great for her potential title aspirations. Um, kind of sliding down the division, the girls' division, of mm. course, 
rapidly grows and it moves very, very quickly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, whether Andrage is starting um, to move away um, from the top of the top of the division. I didn't see much of the, the, the featherweights. I saw a little bit of this. Uh, Mosvar Evlyov, the, the Russian, uh, going the distance to get the win against Diego Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much controlled the ground. And Charles Jourdain, uh, French-Canadian, uh, mm-hmm. you know, GSP, says hello. Uh, pretty good pretty good uh, pedigree there. Uh, defeating Cron Gracie, the son of... Of Hicks and Gracie had a long time off uh, fighting, and uh, there's and huge raps on the on him going into this fight. And mm. um, was handily beaten by the sounds of that. He's a good striker. Mm. Yeah, he really controlled it. Mm. Uh, and I guess you know, Cron, he he's uh, will have a massive background in in the ground fighting in uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So um, yeah, Charles, I guess, did the job and uh, fighting it in his world. Indeed. Mm. Yeah, boxing. Yeah, Canelo back, homecoming, return into Mexico, uh, filled out the stadium down there. There's heaps of people for that, taking on um, John Ryder, I believe. Um, Canelo dominated. Um, I, I tuned in this, I think, about the fifth round. He, he got a knockdown in the sixth. Um, John Ryder's nose was fucked up and was bleeding throughout. Um, but give credit to, to Ryder in this. He, he managed to uh, fight out the entire fight, go the 12 rounds, Um uh, against Canelo, which is crazy, uh, 36 minutes fighting Canelo. Um, give the man a bit of props in that. Uh, actually kind of came on a little bit towards the back end of this fight too. Um, did steal a round there. Um, uh, but overall, Canelo just controlled it. Didn't get the statement knockout he wanted, um, but uh, he continues his winning ways. He, I think it came out a couple of days ago. He um, was a quote that if he'd lost, he'd retire. Um, but, you know, does the job, keeps, mm. it, keeps it going here and uh, – Potential super fight maybe with someone who's uh, keen coming up. Um, uh, otherwise, Canelo continues to be pound for pound the best uh, in the business. And that's boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, KSI fights Joe Fournier hmm. next week. Uh, so that's the next big YouTube card coming up. Um, I don't think there's any other big names to care about too much. There. I think Deji's fighting Swarms and I don't remember the rest of the card. So. I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's happening um, in the F1? Well, we got the tail end of Baku uh, on the potty when we finished up last week. Ended up being a bit of snooze fest. I guess the most exciting thing was Ocon almost driving over uh, some press that was setting up before the race had ended. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of hoopla about that during the week. Um, supposedly it happened last year and they were meant to you know, investigate it. It never happened again. Uh, and then it happened again uh, in almost the exact same fashion. A guy that didn't pit the entire race and had to mm. pit on the mm. second last lap to get tyres to meet the mandatory tyre change uh, rule they have in F1. Uh, so, yeah, that was about it. Otherwise, Perez got the win. Um, it seems like a Red Bull competition this year. Everyone else playing second fiddle to them uh, mm. and chasing. Will be an interesting race tonight or early morning for us. They are in Miami Beach. Um we had Leclerc, Leclerc crashed out in free practice and qualifying. Um, so after seeing that black cat, he has been hmm. uh, struggling with errors uh, of late. Uh, but we have a Hispanic um, uh, top three as, uh, to start this, uh, which is quite, inter- which quite cool in, in Miami uh, with Perez and Paul 
with Alonso uh, starting second and we have per, uh, Carlos Sainz um, uh, third. Uh, where is Hamilton and Verstappen? Can you give me their starting spots? Uh Verstappen is ninth, mm-hmm. and Hamilton is all the way down in thirteenth. So, so yeah. a bit a bit of movement, a bit of interesting. Uh, this yep. will be an interesting race, definitely. Um, it's a little bit challenging this course, um, race course. Uh, mm. So we'll see what happens throughout. But the the big difference, I guess, of where Max is and where Perez is, where they finish, mm. uh, will Perez be leading the um, drivers' um, championship by the end of this race. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Max being ninth wasn't entirely his fault um, with Leclerc crashing out yeah, in Q3. Um, they red flagged the session and he, yeah, didn't get his, his lap in. So Where's Leclerc start? I think uh, Leclerc starts at seventh. Yeah. Uh, so just Tactical in front of him. Bro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yeah, you got Kevin Magnuson with Haas starting fourth. Uh, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that meme doing the rounds. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, for all Kevin there. But that, that's a good starting spot for, for him. Let's see how if he can contain it. Um, I think Alonso yeah. in seconds. That's fun. So much fun. So, uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Looking forward to this one. Uh, first race in America of the. Three, I think. Mm-hmm. I did yep. see uh, was doing the rounds. The a, t- a ticket for Las Vegas was selling for a million dollars. The GP there, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm not wow. sure where the ticket exactly was, but um, someone's bought it and then uh, trying to scalp that at a massive markup. But mm-hmm. it seems like that, yeah, that Vegas uh, GP is almost uh, Super Bowl esque at this rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a bit bit crazy first one. I guess the first one, uh, you know, everyone wants to be there, all the stars. Mm. I sent yep. you boys the, the thing of Tyreek Hill. Um, they had a full uh, Alpine mm. um, uh, outfit for him, like race uh, overalls. So he was wearing those and he was doing uh, reflex, uh, tra- you know, Gasly's famous reflex uh, drill. So um, there's heaps of people. I saw uh, Bezos is there, Musk is there. Um, so some big, big, big names. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's where that million dollar seat was sitting yeah. right, right between <laughs> those two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, that's it. So yeah, it, it, interesting race. We'll see what happens. Uh, who who wins um, coming out of this one? Yep. Hopefully, it'll be less of a snooze fest uh, as Baku was. Um, they had been. They did change DRS. They had been chat that they were going to decrease mm. DRS in Miami by fifty um, meters. Oh, let's hope uh, we. They don't do too much fiddling and we get some competitive racing out of this one. Yeah. And then I think that'll do us. Yeah, yeah I think that does us. I'll have a quick check, see if uh, Hook uh, got fired. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do do a bit of a wrap up for us, Peppy. Thank you to those that have listened live or on the podcast. We will be back next week uh, to chat all things footy, cricket, NBA playoffs, mm. Miami F1, uh, and whatever else happens during the week. Uh, appreciate the support for anyone that has listened or uh, check us out on the, on the socials. Quick score. Oh, yes. A uh, bit of yeah. IPL to finish off. Where are they, what are they at? They're chasing a lot. What are they up to, Jimmy? I think I saw Myers was uh, moving a little bit. 25. Uh, yeah. 39 off three is not too bad. On track. On Low track. runs in the IPL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the story of the season. You either score big or score, or score little. There's no in between. And that will do us for this evening. Thank you to the 
those that have tuned in, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye.